This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about theme park magic without the pixie dust. I am Nathan Hartman, and with me today are a panel of wonderful people, including the Dave Cobb. Hello, Dave. Well, hello. Yes, Dave Cobb of of Comic Con and soon to be uh, <laughs> Gen, Con. Gen Con, which very lucky. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later on the podcast. Sarah, hello, Sarah. Hello, how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I I have gotten. I am officially in the uh uh kind of what I call the the summer itch. Like I'm ready to start school. I'm ready to do stuff and be. So, uh, you know, uh, it works out, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. We'll put it like that. Janine, last Hello. but not least. Hello, Janine. How are you? I'm here. You're here. Present, as always, yeah. sadly not present with us tonight, is Victoria, who is ill. We wish her all the good vibes. Um, so hopefully she'll be back next, uh, next time. Sorry, you will be gone for a month. Just so everyone I knows. I will be. Yeah. Going to, where, where are you going? going for a month? I'm going to Egypt. So <sighs> I'll be with the pyramids, hanging out, you know, oh, with the so... pharaohs, going to my people, the Nubian mm. kingdom. So, yes. Yeah. So I'll be there. Have That's all the really good food. Good. I love Egyptian yes, food. Yes. 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 I'll be having lots of kushari. If you've never had <sighs> kushari, go have it. It's so good. Very cool. Bring some back for me. I will. Man, is that is that like <laughs> half of this podcast that's been to Egypt? Because Dave, you said you've been to Egypt. No, no, I've not. Oh, I've not. Mm-mm. I want to go to Egypt so bad. Sort of. Well, you guys can meet me there if you want. I'll be there for I'll a get, whole month. I'll get my pick helmet. <laughs> so... I'll look good in my tan trousers. I'll make, I'll do the whole thing. I'll look great. I got a handlebar mustache. And I got to. I've literally first. planned my outfits to look like an archaeologist. Beautiful. Yes. So, yes. That's what we're going for. That's the Absolutely. vibe. I know Absolutely. I would have to be a full on Indiana Jones. I'd try to, you know, avoid yeah. the colonizer part, but at least do like adventure gear. That's what I would I would Yeah. Want. Yeah. The pictures Absolutely. for the pictures alone. Just for the know? vibe. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take your stuff. I am all for bringing the artifacts back. Yeah. But I just I just want the vibe, you know? Sort the of, cute little vibe. The death on eat, the Nile vibe. Eat dig yeah. love. One might say. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what uh, Sarah's up to. Yep. Um uh yeah so she's gonna be gone but hopefully we'll have some guests or whatnot so never fear she she shall return from the nile at some point uh but until she's with us we will be in denial all right now uh uh, and with that the news sorry why don't you kick us off with a little disney company news um Bob Iger, everyone's best friend, Bob Iger, who has somehow, in in the span of months, um, 
we all went, hey, Bob Iger. And now we're all like, boo, Bob Iger. So congrats, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to all the worshipers of the cardigan daddy, like it just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, so Bob Iger is considering selling the streaming services and other assets and may even try to just sell the entire Disney company. There have been talks about possibly selling to Apple. I know that that's the running rumor that has not necessarily been confirmed, but a lot of people are saying that the reason that he extended his CEO term was so that he can show that the company is going through a stable transition during this time so that it is more attractive to those who are purchasing. Mm. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think that it, w- I don't know. I don't think it will necessarily sell. I just don't see anyone buying the company. Like who would be, I guess, besides Apple, it just, is that even legal? I feel like this is a monopoly at this point. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, I, part part of the part of it is I think it's about strategically selling certain parts of the streaming That's and TV, certain parts of the world, not necessarily here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean it's I mean, a bit I, of everything because he's yeah. still interested in selling ABC and and possibly Freeform and that FX, makes more so. sense to me because I don't know how selling the whole company gets past antitrust laws. Yeah, I just I, don't think that that is feasible it's too big but selling off chunks of it that they've maybe regretted acquiring yeah makes more sense and no. disney plus has lost four million subscribers just within the last quarter and is expected right. to like lose 800 I'm million i'm pretty sure that they lost quarter. four million because they lost the rights to show cricket <laughs> what <laughs> what yeah apparently i don't know if this is this is what i remember hearing yeah um it was uh, – they used to host um, Hot Star, yep. which covered uh, the Indian Premier League and cricket oh, matches. Oh, right. They lost that, that relationship, and so India dropped off basically the entire subcontinent. Wow. That makes sense. Wow. That, yeah. that makes a so lot of sense. really not – it's not like Americans deciding to cancel their subscriptions. Yeah. No. Yeah. Though I, I don't think it's – uh, doing so well here either. I don't think honest. it's gaining any. No, no. You know, I feel it's... like if you have it, you have it. I don't think that people are subscribing in droves as they did in the beginning because there right. hasn't been anything that has come out that's been oh. worth subscribing for. Are you kidding? It's a secret invasion. It's all the rage in Paris. What are you talking about? It's the, it's oh, the greatest God. thing. Everyone's uh, talking about I, it. I still haven't started it. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to, to be started completely what? frank. Uh, see what I mean? Uh, it was a Marvel show that came out, and nobody watched it. Uh, I downloaded it just it. to watch in case I don't have data Good out call. there. So something. Maybe. I think they'll keep FX. I think that FX has been a consistent good streamline of quality content mm-hmm. that when they merge with uh, merge Disney Plus with Hulu, they're going to want that catalog. Um, it's yeah. a pretty good catalog. They do good business. They do good awards. Uh, FX does a good job with that stuff. So yeah. I have a feeling they're going to keep it. ABC, who gives a shit about ABC? I mean, who? I mean, honestly, like if you're over a certain age, it's so rare to watch live television, period. Um, but, uh, you know, and they're dishing out for ABC. The problem with ABC is like they have to have sports, so they're paying for sports and things like that to make ABC viable. Whereas when you own ESPN, that's why that's not on the chopping block in any form or fashion. ESPN is like, you know, 
it is the thing that makes money. Theme parks and ESPN is what makes money for Disney, you know, in yeah. many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I don't care. I, the Apple rumors are interesting. Um, I don't know. I just don't why. know what would app. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't no. see that happening. No. I think yeah. it would be cool if. Well, okay. Let me take the progressive me out. Would sure. it be cool to have Apple, this innovative, like tech company, come in and take over Disney and maybe see what they can do? Sure, but what could they really add to the theme parks in general? What could they add to streaming? And well, I know Apple Apple TV is actually pretty great. Apple TV, so maybe they could fix probably the best yeah. when it comes to quality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all of them. So maybe they could the, fix Disney Plus. Yeah, it's my favorite of the streaming services for sure. I just don't know what technology wise they could. Yeah. You know, there's no they, gain. They couldn't. There's no gain, and they couldn't all of a sudden make Disney parks. You know, iOS only. Like it just wouldn't happen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We might get we might so, get Genie fourteen, Genie fifteen, like who knows? Like we you, might have if stuff you like want that. To integrate Genie into iOS, I, that they could fix that. If if, I, if selling the it. whole company to Apple means they will fix their apps, that would that is that is very appealing. <laughs> it really screw the antitrust, screw Monopoly, yeah, yeah. take it. I take just want just those apps the, to just work. Just the software. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the loading the loading screens of death when you're trying to get tickets to something <laughs> like yeah. somebody got to fix that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But no, I yeah. think they picked up. I mean, the thing that people forget is and this is why I, I'm, I think it's an interesting turn point for Bob Iger because he came from ABC like he was. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, he might have been there before it was even Disney's and then he came with it. You, I think you're right. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's kind of a full circle. We'll see what happens. Do you guys, so, okay. Cause I keep hearing about how a lot of people are talking about how Disney's kind of been on a downturn. Like we mm. see that the stock is going down. Do you think that it's possible for it to get to its um, glory days and what would it take for it to get there? Hmm. That's a big question. Um, well, I mean, from a, from a, it's not akin to the 70s in terms of creative output, but it is akin to the 70s in terms of the Disney, of the of the economic stuff going down because mm-hmm. Disney was really in the shitter in the 70s. So, mm-hmm. And what got them out of that was the animation renaissance of the, of yes. the mid-80s. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the weird thing is like we want to talk about the golden time of Disney, and I'm always kind of like, well, what aspect of Disney? Because – yeah. When when things were kind of bad uh for the animation side, you know, Epcot was opening and there was these things in theme parks that were kind of keeping things moving uh for a while for the company and then you're right, the renaissance occurs and that happens kind of mid mid 80s and I, I guess the best is sort of the Iger, you know, you know, selling cars the 2010s. Oh, I've earlier had, than that. Earlier than that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Because I feel like 2010s is when you had DCA getting a bit better. And Disney sure. was kind of at a high, I would say. Yeah. From I my mean, generation. I'm going to talk from my generation. Sure, of course. I would say that, you know, they're... The first thing everyone's got to remember is when it comes to live production, Disney's got way more misses than hits. Like... 
in live production. Like the, the, you can, yeah. you can love any of the Marvel movies or, or the new star Wars or whatever, but like there's, you know, for every one of those, there's like a, I don't know, like a, a snowball express. Like there's just, <laughs> there's just, you know, a lot of weird you movies know, you've never heard of. So, yeah, I kind of want to say that I don't think it could get to the point where it was before just due to the newer generation of people. Like we were yeah. earlier talking about Gen Z and I don't see Gen Z f- like really running towards things like Disney or the Disney parks or just like animation in general. Hmm. Like, I don't think that it's going to ever hit that peak that it did because it served such a specific audience. And I think, and I think till this day it's still serving that same audience. Well, and at the same time, Disney has spent the last decade trying to remake every single movie the Renaissance had. Um, and so they're still, like, but they're marketing it towards millennials. Like it'll right. still hit a specific group of people. Sure, but I'm saying even it. when those are successful, they're not creatively successful. It doesn't move the ball. It doesn't get Gen Z interested in something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're you're not wrong. There's a gap um, in many ways uh, in that that area. How- as the parent of a Gen Zer, which is alarming. Are you, to say. Are you crazy is it really? A, is he a Gen Z? He's he, a Gen Z. He must be like the tail end of the. Yeah, I mean, what comes? Because I'm a Gen that? Z. Think... That's scary. If he's uh, also a Gen Z. Yep. I'm 98. Up. Yeah, he's 2012. So. Yeah, he's um, also, I, thought, I don't remember the next. I think it's like called Generation One or something. I don't remember. I have no idea what comes next. I'll look it up. You tell us about being a parent and Um, I'll see what I can find. Generation Alpha is what they're known as. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Um, and that's uh, early 2010s is the starting birth. They have the Frozen franchise. They have Encanto, which like those were kind of huge things Mm -hmm. for that generation of like younger kids today. And so there is stuff there. Like they are still managing to produce things that are influential to the newer generations. I think it's just not, um, not as obvious. Mm. That's valid. Yeah. I don't know. It did. I, I just. Well, there there's so much more, more of it. Well, and just in general, there's so much more stuff period that yeah. when it used to be, you know, they were the only ones making anything uh, yeah. cartoon-wise or whatever, animation-wise. Yeah. Uh, that's changed, for sure. Uh, but speaking of things that might be changing, this is very disturbing. And I hope that this is a lot of sort of panicky stuff. I think it might be a little bit. But what's Dis- what is Disney thinking of getting rid of? Or at least we think Disney might be getting rid of, Sara. Yeah, so this seems to be the prophecy that has been kind of like being touted for a very long time about physical media. Um, And Disney seems to be going down this road. So essentially they're allegedly ceasing like all physical media um, that's going to be released in Australia very soon. And it starts with the Guardians of the Galaxy, the volume three. Um, So they're not going to be making any new DVDs, Blu-rays or anything like 4K physical media whatsoever. That's just not going to exist anymore. And I think... I'm not really sure why Australia. Like, do they have? Uh, I think a it's rule? It, it's like step one. 
it's like a single country that they distribute to and probably make within the country. They don't make them mm -hmm. here and send them over. So oh. I think it's an easy business for them to just turn off because it's self-contained. That would be my assumption. I might be wrong, but. And it's um, a test. It could be a test to see. Yeah. This yeah. Works. It's an Australian yeah. retailer called Sanity. And they just said, farewell to Disney's physical media in Australia. And everybody took that and ran with it. Yeah. So we're so, not 100% sure what's going on. But there are two other pieces here that I think are semi-related that I connected here. Um, why don't you tell us about those two things, Sarah? And then we can have a grander conversation about this whole physical media. Bit. Yeah. So the other thing is that Cinderella is being released in or restored in 4K, and that's coming to Disney Plus next month. I believe the last one that we talked about was Snow White. That's also mm -hmm. being restored. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I think it would be really cool to see Cinderella in 4K, because I think the last time that I saw Cinderella was in like this old VHS tape that my mom bought from this guy <laughs> at the laundromat like years ago. <laughs> so I don't know if it was bootlegged, uh, but that's the last time I remember seeing Cinderella. Guaranteed. Um, so that would be nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the last thing, which this is this is pretty interesting, and Dave had to explain it to me a little bit before because I was I wasn't aware. Um, but Marvel is announcing that they're gonna be releasing um steel books for their Disney Plus series WandaVision. And this is the first time that any physical like anything collection is being released for an MCU series. Um, and it's going to have um there's going to be three varieties or three variants, which is kind of funny because variants and Marvel. Um, <laughs> so one is a full slip and then the other one is a double lenticular full yeah. slip. I don't even know what these are. Lenticular is so the, the covers then... that are like 3D that you can move and they change the picture. Oh, That's okay, lenticular. Okay, okay, okay. I, do know, I know that. Yeah. And then yeah. there's the one click collection. Um, and these are all going to be um, there's going to be limited units available for pre-order um, starting July 27th and then all three will be released for the 27th of September. Um, so this is pretty cool because we've never seen this happen when it comes to a Disney Plus series, um, specifically a Marvel Disney Plus series. And WandaVision was obviously the one to go with because it was wildly successful. But, um, but, but, oh, what's the but? <laughs> well, it, I mean, there's no physical it, okay. media. <laughs> there's no physical media in it. So a steelbook is usually a DVD or a Blu-ray. It's a physical media release that you own and can hold in your hands, and there's no way for them to stop you from ever playing it in its lifespan and your lifespan. What they're what they haven't said is there's no physical media in this thing. So is that what a special code to watch it on Disney Plus if you're not a member, or a download code like Vudu or or you know the uh, Amazon Prime or any of those download services? Because even those, that this is the, the dirty little secret of all of it. The, the fact that they're pulling stuff off of streaming, that's only step one. Anything you've bought digitally, anything, they have the right to rescind that right that you paid for. And most of them say, you know, there is fine print in digital purchases that say, you know, after a certain date, and it's usually something like 15 or 20 years. They've padded it out so that it, for most people it won't affect them, but the the, the, it does that doesn't matter. The problem is you not you don't own what you buy anymore, mm -hmm. which is so. This entire release is to get a couple of cool postcards and a, and a case for those postcards and nothing else into your hands. It is yeah. the the most cash grabbiest cash grab I think I've ever seen 
from a studio because it is a nothing burger. You're literally buying nothing. Yeah. And that's why it's limited edition. So, you know, everybody's going to go for it. Um, it's the coasters all over again. It is those yeah. coasters. God, but with coasters. new designs, these are exclusive designs. Wow. Um, there's no price, though. So, like, I don't know how yeah. much this would, how much, the, how much does it usually cost? I mean, like, it's normally a Blu ray with five bucks extra or something. Yeah, like, five or ten bucks extra for the extra stuff. And, okay. and so, if it does have a download card, that's an interesting step, but I would read the fine print of that download card. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what the most insidious thing would be? Is if you open the Steelbook and it's like, here's a free six-month code or one-year code yeah. for Disney+, Plus, and that's where you stream it. And it's like, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is weird. I mean, it's I weird. Think it's, I think there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, the fact that you're getting 4K content via streaming, which, by the way, 4K content via streaming is not pure 4k it's like no bitty and it's, it's compressed yeah. yeah um and then of course steel books with nothing in them um that i don't this is very weird to me because not too long ago disney released wally as a part of the criterion collection um and it's a beautiful i mean all criterion is beautiful um and it just looks gorgeous and it's well taken care of. And there's all these beautiful tracks of information and commentaries and stuff. And I thought for like five seconds, like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to push everything towards Disney plus, and then you're going to go this boutique route. Um, and they might still do more of that. There's money to be made in the boutique route for things like their animated classics. Um, but yeah, I don't know, people. It's it's you know, if you know how to do it, a pirate's life for me. Because you should back up. If you buy any digital copy of something, go ahead and just find a way to get another copy of that that you can have on your hard drive. Because you've bought it once, so you shouldn't have to worry about never having it. Um, If you go to the the purchase link on that article that we link to, it says this steelbook edition does not have movie discs. This is a collectible steelbook only made for consumer product license and not for home video purposes. So it doesn't even include a download. Yeah. At all. Nothing. It is literally a a Blu-ray sleeve with some paper shit in it and maybe a lenticular cover. And that's all. (laughs) Not even a four ninety nine. Let's see. Wait. $36.99. Jesus Christ. $36. $36. And when you look at the actual contents of it, it, there's a photo of an article. It's like a folder, which is like the liner notes, an envelope, and then four postcards and five character cards in that envelope. And then if you get, there's two different uh, steelbook um, like backs. And then there's an option for the both sides to be lenticular, which make them change and animate. And that's all for your what nearly are, what are, forty dollars with tax. Exclusive numbering sticker. What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. It means zero. You know, like and I'm sorry if anybody buys this. They, it's yeah. sold out. It's sold out. Of course it is. Look, we we knew this. Wait, um, it just went on sale today. Of course it's sold out. It's only 800. 800 suckers definitely exist. Oh, I, first of all, let's oh, let's let be a little kinder. Here to humanity i am going to guess no. no hold on i think <laughs> we're talking more like 
So there's 400 total. Let's say there's 600 suckers. There's 1250. Set has 1250 units. Okay. So let's say that 25 of of that percentage are resellers. Like this is is just not out yet. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. What are you doing? I'm looking at it and it says sold out. Yeah, but and then the, it says release date September 27th. So it's just <laughs> No, no, no. Poorly... So the limited there was a limited release today. The one click uh, version which was 800. Okay. Yep, that one yeah. sold out. Yeah. So they're saying that yeah, the one click there was a limit. No, I think all of them you can get today. I don't know what any of this means. So I'm the one, talking about it. I don't know what I'm talking about. The one click is a yeah. is a slightly larger box that has both of the other steelbooks in it, which all have the same prints by the way. So you're mm-hmm. buying like Two copies of the same shit. You said for $800? Uh, no, no, 800, 800 sets. sets. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, okay. Of the larger yeah, one and 1200 right. Anybody, 1250 of the regular ones. I want, I, first of all, I'm excited to see someone do an unboxing of this. Um, second of all. It's not on eBay, so I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, second of all, well, not yet. They don't have it in hand. But People definitely... Anybody. Yeah, post listings before they. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you wait, just you wait. Someone's reselling this, but um, yeah, I also have a a scheme that's pyramid shaped to send you if you <laughs> if you bought this. Great deal. There, some people are just completionists. Yeah, but you yeah. can't complete. And so a they thing will that's buy complete. There's nothing yeah, here. Well, well, no, they just want those freaking postcards, and so they're happy to pay oh, the thirty six ninety nine yeah. for that's the. A- and someone's going to keep it sealed, and 20 years from now at Comic-Con, it's going to go for $400 in one of those plastic sleeves that the oh, comic book you're, people put in you are, and grade it. You're so smart in the sense that like, someone's going to do that, but I don't agree that it's going to be worth shit. I, no, like, I don't think it's going to be worth anything, but people okay. are going to try to make it worth something. Oh, I see. You know I what see, I mean? I see. Yeah. And yeah. someone will we're well, We're well past comic book merch, uh, like being worth anything we've yeah. we have oversaturated the market yeah toy <laughs> toy collecting is is pointless unless yeah. you were one of the people that bought all of the first year 1977 star wars figures and never took them off the card and put and leave found them in your mom's yeah. attic that's gotta, the only reason that's the only way you're going to make money collecting toys anybody who collects prefer, toys now is a sucker yeah because when, when i watch pawn stars that's what they say yeah so. yeah that's kind yeah. of <laughs> but um, I Sorry, think did we learn? Did we learn nothing from Toy Story? Yeah. Take your toys out of the box, Take play with them, please. The yeah. Yes. So, are you guys are you are you guys physical media people? Do you buy like a DVD or do you buy the Blu-ray of your favorite movie? I feel like Nathan. I think you would be. Oh, that's interesting. Because um, you're like I, a film guy. Like I, I would. I to, imagine you to have. Well, back in the day, movie. back in the his a, um, mm. everybody. <laughs> that was like me in college bought everything. Yeah. Um, if it was mm. around, everything was five bucks. You know, I, I think about Disney and black Friday. Like I would have bought anything. I have so many, like I have like Thor on Blu-ray that I got at a black Friday. Um, it's not until recently that I have recognized, okay, but a mix of streaming services and shall we say other obtaining ways. Um, I can pretty much guarantee I can watch Thor whenever I want. Um, I don't love Thor. I don't know why I own Thor on Blu-ray. Um, there's not a need for me to own Thor. 
Um, so I'm about it was to go... 5.99 on Black Friday, like yeah. you said. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Um, and now if you go to a Black Friday, there's way less Blu-rays available, and Disney's like nowhere to be seen. Like they don't do that anymore at all. They don't allow any of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, now I'm down to do I do I love it? Would I put it on at any time? And the answer is, if that's if that's the answer, then I will buy buy the Blu-ray. The, um, the only only things I still buy. Well, first of all, like I'm still of the generation where, like, when VHS first and Beta first came out, my dad would record old movies on AMC back when it was really sure. American movie classics. Yeah, and and he had shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of old movies so because there was no yeah. other way to get them right. Yep. Um, mm. And so I inherited those years ago and would watch them. But, after, you know, after a while, VHS, you don't need it. It would start, everything was released. So I bought the ones I wanted. So I was a big collector early on. Although VHS, even that was expensive when it first came out. Like the first one to break the price point, I think, was E.T. And it was like $50 for a VHS. Until Disney wow. came out with the big plastic clamshells that y'all grew up with. There were movies yeah. released that were like a hundred plus dollars for a for a VHS tape, you know, and then that went down when Disney glutted the market and made it like we're selling these things for for people to collect, right? Got everybody in the collector's mindset, and then the I was a big laserdisc purchaser before DVD. I had mm. I had probably a hundred and fifty laserdiscs. Wow, movies because it was. I was even in my, my early adulthood, I'm like, I'm going to get a good TV. I'm going to get a good stereo system. I'm going to recreate as best I can at home. I was, I'm a home theater guy. Right. Um, so in D the DVD world, I, I bought, I still have hundreds of DVDs mm -hmm. and, and maybe only 50 or hundred that are still in the cases displayed on my shelves. Because after a while, when they stopped selling DVDs, I just said, I'm never going to resell these. I'll put them in those slip sleeves. So I have those big binders filled yeah. with movies. Which means they're not worth anything anymore, but they're not worth anything anyway, yeah. right? But also, but how often that, do you take them out? <laughs> because, never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. It's, never. It's a process. The The only reason I still buy things, because I do still buy physical media, is I went as, was uh, a, um, a very enthusiastic adopter of 3D TV. And I have like the last 3D TV mm. on the market from 2016 that's like OLED. It's really beautiful. It's 4K. Um, mm. 3D movies are not 4K, but that's okay. Um I still buy 3D movies when I, whenever I find them, and, and the releases are few and far between nowadays, but it's just because I know I'm never going to be, be able to see that movie in 3D ever again except at my house. Um, like the, the latest release, I got Way of Water, and I was very mm. shocked that they released it on 3D Blu-ray, but they did. And I think that's a that's Cameron going. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. not going to release this unless you do that. So yeah, um, for his team, I have. So how do you, how do you I have Avatar. It? I uh, my my TV has glasses that are the same oh. real D glasses that you get at movie theaters. The passive, they're just plastic lenses. The the, uh -huh. the screen itself is using the word lenticular. It's like a lenticular screen in that. Um, the left and right eyes, because you know how that's how 3D works. You're seeing two different images at yeah. the same time. It's basically um, every other line of my TV is one of the eyes. Mm -hmm. And and there's a polarizing screen, which is the same as the filter they put over the projector in the movie theaters. But in my case, it's a giant one that's on the whole TV. And when you put on the glasses, it separates what you're seeing into a left or right eye. And it works really, really, really well. Um, and it doesn't actually make 2D TV look worse. It actually it's a Dave. beautiful 4, 4K TV. I have to ask you because my parents had a 3D TV and I never really understood how it worked. And so you yeah. just blew, like satisfied something that I didn't <laughs> know I needed to know. Did, did, 
Did they have the the, the what? So there was two cut. I'm but they so had totally the kind that you had to charge the glasses. Yes. Okay. They had right, and they were oh. terrible. So the, the other way to do 3D, and it's not done in the movie theaters because it's cumbersome and expensive, is electronic glasses. And what those do is, the lenses you're looking through for one for each eye is alternating very very fast at 30 frames a second. Every other eye going back and forth. Actually, 60 frames a second because it has to do mm-hmm. twice for every for every frame. And so it's literally blocking the screen from one eye for a 60th of a second. That's wild. That's and and, that, and that's and then the problem is one of the big reasons 3D TV failed is because they rushed it to market with the electronic shutter glasses, and it didn't look great. And it didn't look good until the passive glasses came out because then you can have a room full of people and give out. You can save the glasses from when you go to the movie theater and yeah. use the same ones. Oh, yeah, that was the issue that we ran into. A dollar. Was like we couldn't – they weren't charged. Yeah. We only had four. Yep. There was five or six of us who wanted to watch a movie at a time. And so if you have more yep. than four people, you can't use it. You can't yep. just like go to the movie theater and keep the glasses? Not on hers. On mine you can. But mm-hmm. not on hers because okay. it's active oh. versus passive 3D. It's a, it's very techy. But, oh, okay. But okay, that's okay. the only reason I still buy stuff is because yeah. it's like, oh, I can still watch but water cool. on a 65 yeah. inch. I have a 65 yeah. inch 4K TV in my tiny cost, apartment. Dave? Um, when it first <laughs> when it when it first came out, the, the, you know what? They weren't a lot. They weren't that much money. Um, that the TV I have, which was the largest one you can get at the time, um, was about like two grand oh wow and, uh, right not that much at all they actually if you look for it it's a it's an lg model and if you look for them now they actually go for a lot of money used because oh, wow. there's not I a lot of them out there and there's them. a lot of nerds who really want 3d and i actually you know and we talked about this before when we talked about vision pro i think 3d is going to have a weird home renaissance at least from a niche mm-hmm. perspective because you can capture 3d content on the vision pro you can film your own movies and that will be porn within seconds of the first one being put on someone's <laughs> face and 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 more importantly the 3d the libraries cinema <laughs> since the dawn of cinema the um we we call it in the interactive world i think we talked about this time to penis that yeah. we, when we make an interactive <laughs> thing for a theme park or museum yeah. how long can a user actually get to drawing or typing penis <laughs> <laughs> and the whole wow. idea is you have to get it down to zero. And it's literally on design documents. It says TTP. TTP must be zero. Not kidding. <laughs> Absolutely not people. kidding. People We're so amazing. Um, but like, I think the 3D libraries that happen, like uh, Disney Plus, like for a while, Netflix had 3D movies. They don't anymore, but they did. You could stream them from there. Disney Plus can easily stream Blu-ray quality, which is what 3D requires. Nobody has the TVs. But yeah. all of a sudden, if Apple Vision Pro and spatial computing take off, there's a whole new revenue stream or a whole new subscriber base, at least. And it's not going to be huge. And there's a lot of people who don't like 3D. But it is a place where that media might have a second chance if they can come up with a good way to show it for, you know, groups of people. But mm. anyway, so if you ever, sorry, if you ever want to come over and watch something in 3D, I have like almost every 3D movie. Ever I ever. will, Dave, you should not so give me that one. invitation because I will no, no. take it. Pick one. To, to tell me which one you want to see, that you've always wanted to see. I have my favorites, but uh, I have um, too much uh, free time now. I will uh, be there. <laughs> like, anyway, so I yeah, I mourn physical media too. Uh, Nathan, we're both uh, you know f- fans of Alonzo Duralde, and he's been on the podcast before. But he is he has a section of their mm-hmm. podcast of Linoleum Knife that's literally about 
what physical media releases yeah, are. He has he, been he sounding that a, bell. Yeah, he used to write a was it monthly uh, yeah. article for the rap about physical media release. And he has been sounding that alarm bell and that warning that all this was going to start coming down. He's been he's literally been like, I've been telling y'all that this is going to happen, and. I just, I honestly don't know where it leads when you look at things like the WandaVision release. Like, what is their end game here? The streaming mm-hmm. services aren't doing well. Are they going to go back to digital purchases and digital rentals? Because you can still do that. If you're not a subscriber mm-hmm. to Disney Plus, you can still get almost, a, you can't get the TV shows, but you can, or can you? Can you can you after buy, a certain time. At a cer- after a certain time, right. You can buy them on Apple TV. I mean, because Amazon. Physical media that is more than just the disc and and like we think that we don't want behind the scenes stuff, but I think there's a certain population that really wants it um, yeah. and really loves commentary. I mean, Criterion uh, is probably the flagship for this, but there's plenty, plenty, plenty of other uh, unique uh, companies that do these niche releases. And I think that'll continue. I don't think uh, we'll see an end to that because there's a there's, you know. Weirdly, like some like it hot uh, from the Criterion Collection will make more money upon the Criterion release than it probably has for its studio in years because it's only on maybe TCM once in a while and streamed right. some. Right. right. So I think that people are going to get tired. I think, first of all, there's going to be streaming companies that, uh, you know, really stop being streaming companies. I think it's a, it'll become a part of what they do. Um, but like Netflix has already released tons of stuff on DVD. Um, you know, Paramount Plus is not stupid. They were like, uh, I know who watches Yellowstone and we need to get it on DVD as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it just depends. I don't know what the younger generation will do. But uh, if you would have told me, let me put it like this. If you would have told me 10 years ago that at this point in time, vinyl would be hotter than CD or MP3. Uh, when it comes to, I don't know, probably not MP3 when it comes to sales, but physical media wise, like I would have called you a liar. Like vinyl is a a booming business. So I can't imagine that we don't see something similar for video physical media. Um, There's too much money to be made on, you know, making a disc with some features and putting it in cheap plastic. Like it's not hard to do. Yeah. So... But we'll find out. Uh, let's move on, though, to the theme parks. Um, we have some interesting – this is a fun one to start with. Um, uh, you see, I'd like to say that our dear friend, Ron DeSantis – Fucking fascist! Uh, is um, – you know, he's one of us now because he wants to defund the police. I didn't know if – I don't know if you guys know this, <laughs> but – um, my man Ronnie has really turned a corner, and uh, his puppet board uh, that's running Reedy Creek um, has decided to um, take out eight uh, million dollars that Disney had set aside as as Reedy Creek um, for their um, overtime for police uh, at Disney, um, and they're going to just take it away. They are going to. Um, they, they have decided to slash $8 million in the annual budget that was used for hiring off-duty police officers from the Orange County Sheriff's Office um, for Disney purposes. Uh, and, of course, uh, let's see, what was his name? Martin Garcia, one of those, um, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to call it. It's not the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. Um, he said they were spending uh, on a number of fronts that was wasteful 
$8 million was being used for law enforcement services exclusively on Disney properties, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, need I remind the youths out there that might not even have been around for this, um, when the two tower, where the twin towers were hit on September 11th, guess where everyone thought was going to be the next place hit? Disneyland. Wasn't, wasn't the White House? Nope. Everyone thought that one of those, one either Disney World or Disneyland was going to get hit. Yep. Um, and there's a reason for that because they are not our pride, but they're our heart, and mm. it's a place where you can really hit us. Uh, and you know, it's there's thousands of people, thousands it's a, like of it's people? a congregation of people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, do uh, doing fun things, and and it, uh, and it represents culturally represents it's Americana, in a very, very yeah, specific yeah. way, yeah. It's almost a better yeah. idea than yeah than doing something in the middle of a city. Um, but <laughs> let's not give people ideas. <laughs> no, they, they, we don't need to put that. that look, I'm, yeah. look, Good I'm not idea. saying that we I'm critiquing. So I'm not saying I'm critiquing here. Um, I don't want to mansplain yes, how to crit- terrorism, but, um, no, but I, I think that it's fairly clear, uh, that it's still a place that is as many theme parks could be. Uh, they are, uh, easy I mean, places forget- for disaster. Like nine eleven is ancient history at this point. Mass shootings, yeah, not so, Hello. not so. Exactly. Are, the, are the real concern now? And yeah. how many times do we hear so and so brought a gun into the freaking parks or tried yeah. to bring a gun into you the mean parks? In, how many in times in open carry Florida? In open yeah, carry, right. it, non- sometimes it's people from yeah. out of state too. Like they'll bring mm-hmm. their weapons, and it's like how many times have they been told not to like yeah. bring those into the parks? So like right. now you're providing. If somebody wanted to do something, I they can't could. tell you. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've thought because I'm of the generation of Columbine. I always yeah. have these moments where I'm like, "Where's my exit?" Um, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've just thought, "No, I'm not going to do it," but just thought through the process of getting a gun to kill people at a theme park at Disney. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> I've that sounds bad. Don't take it out of context, people. To the um, FBI but, agent that is listening, yeah. thought, we do not thought make... exercise. It's thought a exercise thought exercise only. for my safety. And frankly, yeah. guess what? You can go pretty damn far. Um, you can you can waste a lot of people at the security check. That's still Disney property. I'll right? give you yeah. an example. Like there, I don't know if you guys remember. Well, there's so many mass shootings at this point. It's kind of hard to pinpoint each one. But there was actually one here in in Orange County. And it was like, it was while I was working at Disney. And I remember specifically thinking if there was a cast member who was just having a really bad day, or if Mm -hmm. they just like, were just a mass shooter, whatever it may be, how it's so easy. You think that the checkpoints for guests are easy to go through. The ones for cast members (laughs) are so much easier to go through. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even check your bag half the time. So it's like, why? And now with the possibility of not having, I hate the fact that I'm saying this, but we need these motherfuckers here. Like, a cab all the way, but, like, you need the police there, like, <laughs> at Disney World specifically. Yeah. So, it just, I just think it's a it's a deterrent that needs to be there. Just seeing them there, I think, makes people uncomfortable. So, yeah. to take them away, it just, it just feels very unnecessary. And now well, we're and all a, for defending the police. Like, Yeah, and a lot of these people, my guess is, are, are, are playing undercover when they're here. You know, they're, they're yeah. just, they're 
they're walking around normal and they're strapped. Um, that is my guess. And because they're off duty, right? Like that's kind of off the duty point. cops are often in their uniform. It's true. It's allowed. It's a major like hmm. a, a major part of the draw of becoming a cop is you can like double your income. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fine. By working overtime yeah. for like private events and stuff. That, I thought it was that, free lunch. That uh, I don't like that at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds bad. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, this ain't this ain't great. This is not good. This is not. It's good. it's funny that we're saying that. Like, no, don't get rid of them. Like, it's just never well, something that I thought we would say. There but are like, it's very it, places it, 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 where cops make sense. It's, yeah, yeah, it's different than the than the general. We don't need the cops pulling over kids on their bikes who don't have headlights. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. The, this the, and, is... and and the problem with the whole term defund the police is people have spun it into not what it means which exactly. is not yeah it's about it's not it's about, eliminate the police it's not eliminate the it's police. about demilitarizing the police demilitarizing and taking yes. the money that goes into mm-hmm. the police and uh, applying them to exactly. social programs for which the is stuff that is non-violent not only that it's, it's, it's also shifting exactly. the responsibility like there's no right. reason for cops to handle right the health welfare checks right. and yeah. mental health and yeah yeah and like and that. yeah. but that's but this isn't that right this is no. about security of people period um because there's a sense of, of a safety, large, like yeah. when you go into a Disney park. Like I feel safe in a Disney park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with stuff now, th- like this, mm. this doesn't mean that that you know Disney can't secretly sort of beef up their own staff to make up for this loss, which is what I predict would happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. They can, yeah. but there's a difference between Disney security that's getting paid like 15 bucks an hour versus a police officer. Well, I yep. can tell you who's pissed about this. Is Orange County cops? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of extra dough. Whether I yeah. like the concept of especially them yeah. when you moonlight. consider that a lot of like I have friends who are cops and they really count on getting mm-hmm. those after hours events, directing traffic for a church, hanging out at Disney. Like they count on these. It's easy yeah. money, yeah. and it's where they make like a huge amount of their annual income. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So very fun, yeah. very fun news. Complicated, <laughs> Super yeah, excited. very complicated. It's definitely planning my trip to Florida anytime. Janine, blink twice if you need to come to Maryland. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised Janine is still in Florida. I'm not even gonna lie. Like Janine does not seem like a Florida person to me. No, no. I have a child custody arrangement, oh, and that's my right. that's my right. fiance is an attorney who is only barred in the state of Florida. So roots are I, deep. Is you it know, hard? and I also think that. I, you know, it's, it's funny because they see comments like that on Twitter, like just move. And it's like, that's not really possible for it's a lot of people. Not. And yeah. to be honest, I think it's more valuable to be there and be visible. I mm-hmm. think it's going to mm-hmm. be painful for a while and you have to be on guard about your own safety. But I think that I, I wouldn't, if I was working there, I wouldn't move. I'd be 20 times gayer than I am already. Yeah. Know? And this um, is the thing. There's a and these are the things. There. Well, yes, but these are also the things that, uh, white dudes like us can say like we we can feel secure enough to yeah yeah that's that is rooted in privilege absolutely for sure but then also like the whole conversation of having people move from the south it like it's there's a lot of history for a lot of people there so people Mm -hmm. can't just pick up a move like you guys said yeah Yeah. Um, yeah 
yeah. Um, well, let's go from a thing that stinks to another thing that does, kind of. <laughs> uh, I hate this so much. Uh, this is so confusing. Well, it doesn't stink. We It might stink. We don't know. Like It's going to have smells. Um, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate the name. All right. We'll get, we'll get into it. There's a new interactive. This is literally all we knew. This news came out uh like 7 p.m we record at 10 like this just came out so you might even have more information by the time you hear this um there is a new interactive experience coming to the magic kingdom this is from disney parks on uh x (laughs) (laughs) oh gross (laughs) no doesn't work no no uh let's it's like saying this is a this is Disney Parks uh, news from Pornhub. So what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> and it there's... looks like the logo looks like it would be like an X-rated thing. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Very sketchy. Did yeah, You know, Twitter also X. has a, an official Twitter called Twitter Movies. Yes. And really? the best tweet I saw was somebody saying, go ahead, rename it. Go yeah, ahead. Because they can't. <laughs> we can't. Um, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, enough about Twitter. Um, don't live in my head, Elon. Get out of there. Uh, there's a new interactive experience coming to the Magic Kingdom. It's called Smellifants on Parade. <laughs> I actually like Why? Smellifants. I think that's fun. Search and Sniff just does not Will sound be like a family-friendly search and sniff adventure in Storybook Circus. Uh, presented by uh, all our favorite pyramids. Speaking of pyramid schemes, Scentsy, uh, the official fragrance of the Walt Disney World. Wait, is it really a MLM? It's yes, an MLM. It yeah. No, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sincerely, Ivy on Twitter posted and was like, I'm still really confused as why a large company will take on a multi-level marketing business that encroaches on people and asks them to spend money to run their own business and not make any money back until they sign up 10 other people under their pyramid scheme. Ooh, a read. Yeah. She did not. Oh, my God. I love that for wow. her. But like, Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, um, I think she got got by them. She says, as a victim to MLMs, this brings a oh, better taste I'm reading, their web, I'm reading their website now, host parties. It is literally Amway. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, and I've smelled their scents at Disney. They're not that great. They're not yes. good. But it's it, the most... Do they ugh. make the candles, too? That is what their whole thing is. is I like, think they don't... The I don't think they yeah. do... I think they mostly do, No, like, no, the melts. candles that they sold. Do you remember those candles that... What were being sold at the beginning or no, yes. at the end of last the, yes. year? Those were yeah, the parts. Them. That's them. them? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. They actually didn't smell that bad. Well, you might have found a good one. But anyway, we know nothing <laughs> else about this except there's a picture of the. I'm going to look at the concept art here. And as we all know, concept art tells us exactly what's going to be happening. So uh, <laughs> let's see here. It looks like there is something in front of Dumbo. So this is going to be around Dumbo. It seems to be based on Elephants on Parade from the Dumbo film. Um, and they have these. They have a statue. Oh my god! Well, They're it looks to me like it's stay-at-home moms. It's. It, I think sense-y. it's. It, it looks like it's either a reworked version of the front of the Dumbo attraction, and that they're changing the way the queue and everything work with that indoor playground. Am I looking or at maybe, something else? I think it's just going to be around that area. But you oh. might be right because they can't get rid of that playground. That playground is. Is this Very a popcorn scented yes. one? Yes. So this looks like it's a popcorn. Uh, this oh, is an elephant I statue see. that has oh. uh, its pants are red and white stripes, and then it's it's. So it's it's one it's it's the smell it version makes... of the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like how Audio. close do you have to get to this smell? Is it being pumped out? What about people who are sensitive to this shit? You... Like I have friends who. But they are, already pump like, out they... scents. They already do that in the all parks. the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
that yeah, the can- the not thing. like candle sense though. <laughs> well, well, it's all it's all it's all artificial it's, sense yeah, anyway, But the candy on on Main Street is not the candy they're making. It's just candy no. smell. Yeah, yeah. Which of but course like, you can get in like a tube. Like it's that. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. engineered. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's like a, a propelled air coming from the region of the statue pointed at your the basic viewing area. Yeah, yeah. It, can it's probably magic. It's, not it's sensing. probably magic band related. Like you wave at it just like the characters. Yep. It's, it's literally just uh... repurposing the characters. I feel like they probably took the characters, put a skin over them, and then put like a hose or whatever. <laughs> and we're like, there you go. We got to use this shit. It's going to have like hoses for yeah. their butts. are going to fart out. Sense. No, they're going to be new. They're going to be new sculpts because they're all smell offense. Yeah. They so all they're taking the pink elephants on parade from, from Dumbo from the acid uh-huh. trip dream sequence. Yeah. And making them. But it's the same technology. Smell. For sure. Okay, fine. I hate the name. Smellifant. Just... I just don't like the search and sniff. Like, that just doesn't sound <laughs> right to me. Like, that just sounds so gross. It like, sounds like sniff. walking your dog, right? Yeah, like, oh, just like, oh, I'm going to search and sniff around to see if the fucking baby poop. Like, that's what that's it sounds what Ziggy like. Ziggy does every morning. Search and sniff yeah, the neighborhood. Like... <laughs> checking, check, checking his pee mail, I call it. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, Read the I mean, paper. Uh, it's something to do, something for the kids, you know, because you're not going to get on those rides anyway. Yeah, so. this is going to be like part of the app. There's no yeah. way. There's no way this yeah. is going to. We're all going like ninety percent of people are going to go buy it and go. Oh, okay, it smells like popcorn because they're going to be able to smell it. Um, yeah. This has got this has got bounty hunter written all over it. It's it probably insane. won't cost more than like you know how like I don't know if they do this in Florida, but over here we have the Easter egg hunts. Like where mm-hmm. it's like five ninety nine, you go into the stores, they give you a paper and then yeah, sticker, yeah, and then yeah. you go look yeah, around. That's all. Yeah, that so I'm guessing because you see the kid in the in the um, concept art holding a piece of paper or like a map. This could be so, more. You're right. This could be more like we have pirates here too. Like magic. The best equivalent is uh, Magic Kingdom has like I think it's pirates something. I can't remember what it's called. Treasure and there's they give yeah. you a treasure map and you can click things and they'll open. Um, it's cute. It's really it is, cute. It's cute. Um, what happened to that? Like it's it wasn't a card game. Oh, um, of um, 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 you know blah, what I'm talking blah, blah, blah. about, right? Uh, yeah, um, something. Um, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Only Ma- thing in my uh, head something is of the, something of, of the Waverly Magic Kingdom. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorcerers. That's it. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was like Pokemon, and the 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 problem was they didn't sell card packs. You could just get free ones a couple a day when you went. So there was. It never made any money, and when it came time to upgrade the hardware, because it was all running on like Windows three one machines, mm-hmm. uh, they just ripped it out. That's the story I got. Was the whole reason it it, it, it was popular? It was it was a good activator. It brought people to it distributed <clears throat> people around the park to areas that normally weren't crowded. Mm-hmm. But the only reason they didn't change is because they would have had to invest in new hardware. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, but don't worry, everybody. You you get a smell. Maybe they'll have a figment one, and he'll uh, over duck cut, and he can fart on you. Which I don't think I want to smell figment. I feel like he would smell nasty. Uh, My... You you haven't been on the ride recently, you, apparently. You, you don't you don't miss Stitch burping chili dogs in your face. Oh, you know My what? My ten year old confronted me <gasps> about recently, and was like, "How come we never go on?" figment anymore like, you better really take him on figment. Oh but then he i was like i don't know we just n- nobody's ever said anything and he was like yeah i don't like the skunk smell i don't actually want to go on figment <laughs> okay wow that that really folded pretty quick there <laughs> real quick speaking like, of, dis- just, speaking of disappointments yeah. at epcot 
Um, oh yeah, I hated that you were right about this. Uh, I know, me too. I was oh, so. You know what? I, as I said in the text thread, I love nothing more than the words "you are right." It's my favorite thing. Um, I do not. I am. I am boastful enough to say I enjoy it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> it's uh, like you wanted to be right. You of course, I want to be right. <laughs> Laura, all even... I want to do is be right. I'm a white man in America. What else do you think I got? You know what? I just want to. All I want to do is win, win, win. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun to be knowledgeable. No, I hate that I write about this. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Okay, so um, at Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, at, presented by Corksicle, um, the future. I don't know why I was so mean to Corksicle. You didn't do nothing wrong, Corksicle. <laughs> I think uh, the, the future is being made. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want to spend eighty dollars on a water bottle? No, exactly. Um, uh, so the, the Muppets Lab, right? We talked about this last episode. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker, of course, with their tasty flavors at the Brewing Lab, which you can see photos online already. Uh, they've set a portion of that up at the Odyssey Pavilion. It looks very cute. But lo and behold, of course, uh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker will only be available via recorded material on television. Boo. Yeah. Boo. It's it's a big boo. Not surprising though. I I, no. I was secretly with Nathan on this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you it's... for letting us at least have our moment of. I, yeah, I, I was <laughs> right. I I wanted to let you live the dream for a bit there because I just, like when you yeah. look at the show they did in in Liberty Square, it was adorable, yeah. right? They mm-hmm. could have done that, but no. Well, because and we talent, knew that because money. We knew they were coming to the Christmas one, Hollywood Studios too. They are coming to that Kermit and Pinky. So I think oh. there was a little bit of a well, maybe this is a thing. Maybe we we got the puppets around. They've got the puppets on st- puppeteers on staff. So well, it's too hot for them. But oh. the problem is, uh, we. Well, this is indoor. I just want to. Yeah, this is oh. indoors. This oh, okay, is at the okay. Odyssey Pavilion. But if if we take a moment to think about the Odyssey Pavilion, where the hell they would put puppeteers? I have. They make a stage, Nathan. No comment. <laughs> I don't know how those people leave. It doesn't doesn't work, but I, they just yeah. stay like they can. D- doesn't Epcot have there. tunnels? No, 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 no. Only Magic Kingdom has no. a tunnel. No, tunnels. yeah, Nathan, that's no a fair point. No. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. Why would they have a tunnel? They have a whole lake. So, yeah, yeah, that makes no, sense. That and you know, there's a you know there's a like a skip loader, big, huge uh, earth mover type thing in that water in front of Odyssey, right? You know the story. Oh, tell no. them when they were clearing the the land for this. For that area, um, one of the earth movers ran into a sinkhole and and the, the operator hell? got out. The operator got out and scrambled away and the nice. thing went down like like a hundred feet or more mm-hmm. and and it was filled up and it started to fill up with water. So they knew there was going to be water there. But yeah, the, it was too expensive to try to retrieve it. So it's sitting down there to this day. And that's on Karst. So is Epcot on a on top of a giant sinkhole? There's sinkholes all over Florida. Like they're it's karst. everywhere. It's, yeah. it's our landscape. Oh yeah, sorry, geologist, speak to this, please. Oh yeah, what, uh, what is karst? What does karst that mean? Karst is um, the feature. So Florida is a bed of limestone, basically, and limestone is a carbonate, and so it's very susceptible to erosion. Mm. And so we have little like like imagine like a sponge like. Florida is on an ossified sponge with a bunch of pits in it and layers. And like some of those layers are like eroding. Some of them just have dirt over them that are really compacted and they just go 
and we get sinkholes. Yeah. So it's it's literally like the earth will just disappear beneath a section of street or it a happened, house. Yeah, there's all the a, time. one uh, not far from where I grew up. Uh, a sinkhole just opened up underneath some guy's house and swallowed him in his bed into uh, the earth. Mm-hmm. And so, it's opened up like three more times since then, including just in the past few weeks. And there's yeah. and, you know, the, in, in the, <laughs> the last 20, 30 years of construction and, and, and technology and it's radar made a and sonar. Lot. They make a lot. They're made of a lot of strides in in predicting it more, but for the longest oh, but time, it's, it's also like, we don't worse know because we're pulling yeah. so much water out of the aquifer, and the yep. water helps keep it in place and not dislocate the material. And kind of, it's I like it's like, like how the, when you build a sandcastle, the wet yeah. sand is what keeps it together like cement. So the minute it dries up, oh. it starts to fall yep. apart again. I kind of like the idea of the earth taking me back to its bosom, though. There's mm, something I do nice. too. There's something nice about being like that, that movie Annihilation, awesome. like just lying down and letting yeah. the alien green spores just suck you mm. up and suck up your life. And... Yeah. So do you remember days. how at the beginning of this year I was saying I would I wouldn't mind moving to Florida? Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, <good laughs> like, no nope. sinkholes for me. I'll take an earthquake. Right. No sinkholes. Well, I will not you do can blame sinkholes for Horizon issue too. I think so, that was yeah. part of the. Yep. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Was really? I didn't know that due to like settling. Yep. Settling and the the track ended up being uneven in spots and 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 what? they'd have to That's they had to fix the, the and it was a suspended wild. drive vehicle. I never vehicle. knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, lots of problems. Oh, that's trash. What an amazing place to build a theme park. I know, right? Yes, yes, so yeah. I mean, here's the deal: they, sinkholes have only killed one person. That's what's Florida. crazy to me. Like it, it seems like it would be much more dangerous. Really? But... Maybe a couple more via. No, I don't think I don't think that we even have like sinkhole opens up and car drives into it and drive yeah. like I think it's just one guy was very unlucky. Like his time was yeah. just up. His time so was... <laughs> he had already I would hate like, to be the only one to die that way. He that like was you know, he was supposed to die from like a, a piano falling out of a window and it missed him. <laughs> and... Like fate he just stopped determined. to tie his shoe, and then yeah, yeah. And then finally, sinkhole. fate was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna suck you up into a sinkhole." And like, be done you've with escaped this. too it's many so times. It's so sad. They could hear him like yelling from down there, but they could never find him. That's traumatizing. Ah. That's traumatizing. Yeah. It's really bad. Anyway, it's like, like the 10 year anniversary of that happening. Actually. That reminds me. Um, this is a total side story, but that reminds me of how I'm still terrified of uh, the Mammoth Cave story. If you all know about the National Park Mammoth Cave, about like in the early 1900s, a guy got like stuck. Like they were. The... Later on, I found out like it sort of uh, like stuff fell on top of him, like and they just sort of fed him, and because it was the early 1900s and he couldn't get a person out, uh, and he just lived there till he died. So wow. oh my god, I don't think it was super you, long. But he did you guys to... watch that movie Thirteen Lives? Oh yeah, oh boy, oh, oh. Boy. yeah. True story, Sarah, and and it's nail biting. And all you need to know is everything turns out okay, but you won't believe what that work you're showing to on the movie is what actually happened because yeah, it is it's crazy. It's about a kid's soccer team in Thailand who yes. goes oh, the caving. pedophile oh, subs. Yeah, what? it's the one. It's the one that Elon Musk said. Subs. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's. Uh, so now we got to tell her what happened. So no, just just watch it. It's a th- it's a thriller. It's unbelievable the solution they came up with, but it was the only option to get them out. Yeah, and it and it's 
harrowing wow. one of the most harrowing movies i've ever seen yet at the end it's also sort of uplifting and like holy shit i can't believe they did that yeah okay i'll watch it i'll watch it it's uh, really and good. elon musk offered his help oh and they it's said, on prime they said uh fuck you elon you don't know what you're talking about and he called yes. them all pedophiles um yes. that's a true story um yeah he's great but we there's a him. point in, sorry when it's you fun. watch it text me when you get to the point where you go no because okay, the minute you, know you what? find out what i'll watch it tonight I'll watch it tonight. Do it. Okay, I'll do it. it. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. Let me get my iPad. (laughs) Speaking of things collapsing and and people in horrible peril because (laughs) there was also that guy who got stuck upside down in a cave. Oh, I died. Fun. Yeah. Anyway, got stuck upside down and was there for like twenty four hours, and they tried to get him out. He was trying to like fit through a hole that like you could kind of climb through and he got stuck and like due to the position that he was in, they couldn't pull him out. There was rescue teams. His wife was there. And yeah, he just. The worst way to die. But you know what? He put himself in that position because (laughs) very literally same people like I don't know if you guys ever saw that documentary free. What is it? Free Solo? Yeah. Did you ever see? Yeah. it just to me that whole movie I left with a headache because it's like days. why would you do yeah. that? Why do you keep putting? Why do people? It's, it's it's always white men. It's always white for, people. I'm it's not because you ever never since Tom see Cruise, nobody doing this. Ever since Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Two made his way up that mountain, we've just been well. Trying to Tom Cruise has the Scientology it. gods on his side. Yeah, what do we have? <laughs> he lives. What we do don't. we have? Yeah, we don't. No, no, uh, no Hubbard monsters to help us. I gotta go watch that no. movie. Okay. Yeah. That's real good. Man. Is it impossible? Okay. First of all, uh, I want to end this segment of horrible things that have happened in natural parks with the story of – you heard about the Yellowstone one, right, where the guy fell into the vat. The, that happens the, kind of frequently. Yeah. People just fall into – what is that? The molten – the It's the, like boiling water pit. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, people ooh, just, I should go close to that. And then, yeah, and then they, they fall in. They boil uh, like Don't say people. What kind of people? Okay. We don't know. I don't know people? if they were white people. You know they were white people. No, is... I think I need someone to pull up the demographics of national parks. Uh, like... Wait, do you not think national parks are uh, something that everyone can enjoy? I think it's something that everyone can enjoy, but this, there are certain things that people will not enjoy. Mm, like, sure. like getting too close to a boiling pot. Oh, of this water. happened yeah. on my birthday. He was white. <laughs> See? See? Yeah. I'm just saying, it's the In a very short order, there was a significant amount of dissolving. Oh, ew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just, the Hustlings have claimed 22 lives since 1890. Wow. It's impressive. People. You know what? I used to go to Hot Springs a lot. In Abu- I don't know if you ever went, Dave. In Abu Dhabi, there's Hot Springs. And we used to go a lot when I was younger up in the No, mountains. not real ones. No. Yeah, we used to How go cool. a lot. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of Hot Springs are over here. But they're not. There's a really nice one actually here. There's a couple of really nice ones here in California. There's one off the highway driving up to like um, Kern County, like Mammoth. And it's, Mm. you know, and they built a little structure around it. So Uh it's, it's like a permanent little national park building that you can go in and soak in the, in the hot water. And it's lovely. Mm. It's really, really lovely. So it's not super hot. No, 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 no. It's and, and it's like the I way. have no flesh on my legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the movie where the people are in the water, but then it starts boiling hot? It was like one of the volcano movies. Oh, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. The people died. Yeah, the in grandma. It, yeah. The grandma. I. What was with the late '90s and the volcano movies? Because well, they there both was came Inferno, out the same time. 
at the Dante's studios, Peak, and it the, made me think that volcanoes were going to be a much bigger issue for me than they have. <laughs> sure. I mean, as a kid, we all thought that, that, that um, you know, uh, uh, quicksand was going to be a bigger <laughs> idea. Um, no, but the movie studios did that for a while, and they still do, where they sort of will one-up each other with a similar release when a, mm-hmm. when a high-concept thing comes out. Um, the volcano ones are the most memorable, I think. But Yeah. There's anyway. always towering inferno and yeah the right. side adventure and yeah that kind of thing um so welcome to national parks cast uh all your information about national parks well nat geo was gone <laughs> so now we have to cover. yeah we gotta do it um <laughs> all right speaking of uh a, a you know there is one forest creature that is uh no more one might say uh, uh our good friend <laughs> woody woodpecker's kid woody zone woodpecker is uh, you know i saw one for the first time what an actual woodpecker an actual woodpecker i would i yeah. literally went they're on cute, a hike right? and he they're was cute they're so cute but they're so loud yeah like, i didn't realize how loud they were like he was really like doing his thing and well, i was just like make sure you don't wake him up he'll them. he'll donk on your head that's what they do you, i thought they were colorful he they wasn't are colorful, colorful. No. He, some of them are not yeah. as colorful as Woody because he's you know a yeah. cartoon and all. Look, that, but... all I did was I made a transition and y'all took us <laughs> sorry, to, sorry. to bird talk. So my bad, my bad. I'm here for so, bird talk. I know, <laughs> I know you are. Hey, this is now with, an ornithology hey, podcast. Almighty. With Nat Geo gone, now we got to go out and take pictures and win Nobel prizes yeah. and <sighs> do all the coverage. Now this is it's up to us now. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm down. Janine is job. already doing it. We gotta just <laughs> we just gotta get paid. Very <laughs> Anyways. So Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone is gone. Yes. Fivel's Playland is gone. This That's is all so at Universal sad. Orlando people. I yeah. loved Fivel's yeah. Play- Playland. Yeah, and Curious George goes to town, which is the water play and the and the, mm-hmm. and the ball pit thing. The ball pit's still um, there. Oh, that's great. The ball pit's so, so much fun. They probably so my predict so all of these, by the way, like especially Fivel's Playland. That was a lot of maintenance over the years because oh everything God, had to be yes. reskinned and repainted and rebuilt over the years because it all had, you know, and there lots was a of... full on water slide too. Yeah, there was an actual water slide attraction. So I, none of that's there. Did they rip all of that out too, Nathan? Do you know? They, I'm thinking of the bio reconstruct photos I recently saw. Ball pit's still there, and then and the coaster. So, yeah, the coaster's still there, and I think it's that's such about a creative it. I think there was one more place. thing, but I can't remember. So this is my. And this is easy to predict: is that they're basically reskinning the coaster, reskinning the ball pit, and maybe the water play, and then building new attractions and interactive stuff and character meet and greets where Fivels used to be. Oh, and Barney um, too. <clears throat> and oh, and Barney's gone as well, right? So yeah. that's probably going to be. I think they're going to use that. I don't think the building's gone though. I think they're going to no. use that for. for I think that's meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says that it's uh, uh, um, the the characters they cite are going to be in it are. Uh, Gabby from Gabby's Dollhouse, which I don't know, but it's a it's like a, a toddler show that I DreamWorks guess. makes. Um, I have no idea what it is, but nope. it's it's there and it's popular. Um, and interactive themed interactive play spaces and attractions that big popular popular franchises like Shrek, Trolls, and Kung Fu Panda to life in the most imaginatively fun ways. So this is going to be mostly the same kind of stuff that was there before maybe not the 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 water slide um but i bet you it's going to be big climb through things and lots of interactive buttons to push and noises to make and they're gonna they're gonna make a big area for kids to blow off steam which a lot every park so important yeah every park Mm -hmm. needs more of them um but and then they're probably going to reap like who knows what the the nuthouse coaster will be rethemed to but they can reskin the whole thing um and make it some dreamworks brand 
same with the uh, Curious George goes down ball pit. That can become something else too. But so who, who, who knows? It says that this is a part of a collection of new entertainment experiences debuting at Universal Orlando Resort in 2024. So to me, that means a lot of small stuff rather than mm-hmm. any big e-ticket. Yeah. But that's good. The, this the, Of all the parks, it sort of needed it. And that area in particular had not been redone since 1997. Like right before I started on uh, on Men in Black is when they put that put that put kid zone in and put you in know, the nuthouse coaster and curious George. it's a long that's a long time yeah so um and they had it needs, i mean it needs they had it. spongebob there too weirdly yeah they had the spongebob store pants yeah which, which I, I think is still there i don't think yeah, it's it has, I, I think that's because it's 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 t- before epcot or before et yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right and they're not going to get rid of that license because SpongeBob is still popular. But... Oh, massively! Popular. I don't know if it's going to be popular after what happened with Miss Grande. So, what, what does she have to do with SpongeBob? Ooh. You guys in we... here? No. no. Oh, okay. No, oh, we don't. I'm this, 35. I don't know. Ariana Grande is a bad person. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But what's that guy do with SpongeBob? So, so uh, yeah, Ariana that's Grande... my question. Okay, so Ariana Grande apparently has like a whole track record of like being with. Of being a homewrecker. Oh, and yeah. I guess, like, that, the this most, we know. Yeah. The most recent thing is like she. Because she's from Boca, by the way. That's why. I saw a tweet about that. And like, I didn't really understand. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is having, what does being from Boca oh. have to do with being a homewrecker? But I guess it's a common thing. So sorry to everybody <laughs> from Boca. Um, but they were just saying that she like is apparently, she was cheating with the guy who played SpongeBob in like a Broadway musical or something. Oh. oh. Yeah, that explains it. I, well, Got that must it. have been the last oh, guy. My, oh, uh, okay. So I knew him as like her wicked or yeah. whatever. He's in poster, wicked, but as he's well. SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, he's, the SpongeBob musical is great. By the my way, son you know was just in the youth edition of SpongeBob it's, musical it's, a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing. A, I think there's a streamable version online. That's how I saw it, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's really good it's so much better than it has any right being david anyway. bowie and yeah. brian eno have a song oh yeah like the oh yeah artists oh. who have kids who love spongebob were like yeah i'll do a song for you so the song list if you look it up is just an incredible array of artists including david freaking bowie mm-hmm. so it's it's very good anyway one of his last works one of his last works but it was well we have one. black star so, so. Yeah. that's true that's true yeah i don't sorry sorry for we have this is the podcast no, no. of tangents today like so random but anyway you know, she's, she's i a wrote player. a song that's, for I, spongebob <laughs> a sponge there's bob. a sponge man <laughs> waiting in the sea um so yeah all anyway. right ariana grande we see you we yeah. see you being a home wrecker Miss whatever Grande. she's a player um anyway so that's the dreamworks area which is coming soon which is coming it's just this is opening soon right 2024 2024 so okay so yeah. or probably spring yeah their for sure. team is working so fast like yeah. they are pumping out everything they're like not yep. even waiting so it's yeah. Pretty, but don't like, worry, Disney's got nice. Moana's <laughs> whatever they got. Over there. I have to laugh. Moana's queue for a ride that they cut. That's what yeah. that is. That is an I interactive have... queue with water for a ride that never happened. In, I and I bet to... you was going to go in Animal Kingdom. That was yep. my prediction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. But anyway, but let's we're really excited it. for it over here. We're very stoked. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm not making the trip out. I'm going to say that. No, no, Janine. Though, oh, wait for the Moana thing. 
Yeah. yeah no, no, God, no. You should not do it, that. But when does it, it open? Later this year, I think, is or maybe even soon. It looks I'll, pretty close to done. Like that. I I'll saw be there from the Labor Day weekend. I'll be oh, there Labor nice. Day weekend. Yeah, because I'm yeah. doing Star Cruiser the couple of days before. That's oh, right. awesome. Oh, cool. oh, is that official now? We can say we can tell people. Yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, I, I. Uh, so I wanted to get on one of the last bookings and I couldn't get one on my own and I posted about it on Twitter and my very good friend Dan Amrich, who I know from back in MIP days, he wrote for Game Pro magazine, which was oh, one of the fun. big video game print magazines. Mm-hmm. They sent him to cover MIB because mm-hmm. it was not only a ride, it was a game. So he and I nerded out. We were like nerds of a feather, as I like to call. And we mm-hmm. just got on like a house on fire. So we've been friends ever since. And he has gone with his wife and they are... The two of them are the nerdiest people I know, and that's saying a lot coming from me. <laughs> um, and I mean that in absolute 1,000% love. They are the, yeah. the most devoted nerds and deep divers on their chosen nerdity. And those would be the best the, people to go with. They're yeah. great. And, and one yeah. of those is Star Wars. And they yeah. did it last year for their honeymoon, and their goal was to do it every year for their honeymoon. And I know, but they're dressing up like Twilight, the people with the headdress things. They're doing full on. Yeah. Like it's nuts this time for them. Anyway, he wrote me and said, Hey, you know, the rooms sleep five and we have one of our friends. He's letting you come in on their anniversary trip. He's the the best person ever. And so we're calling it nerd summer camp because it's literally literally five adults crammed in that tiny little room. But we're all like, (laughs) we don't care. We're going to make it. We're going to make it work. So, we couldn't um, make it work for one person, Dave. Like, I thought you and I were a package deal. <laughs> like, wherever you go, I was going to go. What's funny is Jason, my husband, didn't want to go because he is kind mm. of a, he's an extroverted introvert. Mm. Really? Oh, God bless him. And so he, he was like, I will hear all about it from you and I will not enjoy going as much as you. So I will hear all about it when you get back. He's like, I cannot lean forward and play along for 48 hours there's just no way <laughs> At least and i'm like honest. you know what I, baby i get it it's yeah. i get it so we, somebody else somebody it's fair totally fair right mm-hmm. so i'm going to that and then let, that's like thursday friday and then saturday sunday i'm doing some parks before i go home monday but well we're um, excited to hear your trip but yeah, yeah speaking I'm, of nerdy events yeah uh dave you were just recently at san diego comic-con i was um, talking all about uh your wonderful arkham game and yeah and all that all that wonderful business um so we thought we'd give you a second just to tell us a little bit sure. about your trip see what you loved uh what what nerd stuff stuck out to you <laughs> so it was fun it was um a lot of fun to demo our game we had a big demo table and i did that for most of the time and it was really great to see people love it which is a lot of fun we had a panel discussion which was amazing um one of the things the people that um i work with now are the same people that did Comic-Con activations for years like Flynn Lives for Tron Legacy. Mm. And they did really the first one, which was in 2008, called Why So Serious for The Dark oh, Knight. Yeah. And it was a big ARG game that played out online. And and the stories in, of the movie and characters spilled out into the real world in various places like Comic-Con. But the truth of the matter is those kind of Comic-Con activations that we take for granted now did not happen before that. Like the people I work with are the people who invented it. And started doing it first, which is kind of cool. And so we go there now with a very critical eye and be like, all right, where is this now? How how does it feel? And this year is interesting and weird because the studios weren't there, right? The Mm -hmm. only studios that showed up and had booths were Paramount and Nickelodeon. But Universal, Marvel, Disney, DC, the studio part of it all didn't didn't participate. The merchandise, of course, did. and, And on the DC and Marvel side, the comics did. But that's it. And so... 
it, 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 the best description I heard, and this is from comic book author, Tim Seeley, who wrote a comic book for us. He wrote a, a, a prequel comic for our game. So we hung out with him a bunch and he's the coolest dude. And he's one of those people that he's very well known for his comics and he's an artist as well, but he does it cause he loves it. And he's a big old nerd. Like you can just tell talking to him that it, it's, it's not a slog for him anymore. He loves the fans. He loves hanging out with him. It was really great. He described it best. He's like, without Hollywood here, the whole thing feels less competitive mm, mm-hmm. because normally with all hall H and the big studio presentations and celebrities everywhere and signings, it feels very cutthroat to just as a, as a, as an attendee to try sure. to go around and see the stuff you want to see. Um, so he Does said it it's much more genuine. Yeah. And, it felt yeah. more genuine. It felt like it did. Cause I've been going to comic-con since the nineties and back in the nineties, it was, just comics and Mm. then it started to be comics and toys and collectibles and it wasn't really until the mid-aughts that movies and tv started to show up and so it felt like the old days it felt like the focus was on comic creators and their voices and writers and artists again which Mm. was really kind of great um of course you also go for the cosplay and there was a lot of you know there's a lot of misinformation about can cosplayers wear costumes because of the, the the strikes yes if they're not performers it doesn't matter like if right. they're if they're just cosplay people if they are however if they are influencers and they are influencers that get paid by studios to influence brands they cannot talk about the brands like there's a whole category of sag after contracts that yeah, specifically if they're in the that, guild if they're in the guild and there's a, well, and there's even and ones they're that are trying to be one in the future. Right. And that's the thing. There are ones that aren't in the guild that are signatory to a very special case contract that is for influencers who are not guild. Those people should not do any of that right now because mm. they will not get in later. But for them, for 95% of people out there wearing costumes, they're just fans and they, they don't want you to cancel your streaming. They don't want you to not celebrate the brands, right? You don't want, they don't want it promoted. And but wearing a costume to something is if you're not being paid for it is just as a fan. So um, I saw some really great costumes, the best one being related directly to the strike. It was uh, a woman dressed as Norma Ray. Mm-hmm. So she had a white T-shirt on holding up a sign that said Union um, for you kids in the audience. Look up Norma Ray, R.A.E. It's a movie with uh, Sally Field yeah, with Forrest Gump's mom, with Forrest Gump's mom. And it's <laughs> and it's it's is it based on a true story? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's based on a true story about a woman who unionized her very, very enslaved company mm-hmm. um, that she was working for. It was it's, it's, a, movie. it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It was, and she won an Oscar for it. That's the one where she said, "You like me, you really like me," right? Like her, Gosh, her speech was. I don't even remember. Was it? Anyway, no, I regardless, it was. Gump, it was maybe oh, was it? I don't. know. Anyway, I'm looking she, it up now. The costume was amazing. It was just it, it, for people of a certain age, namely me. The minute I saw it, I laughed. It was just because it was like in solidarity with the strike, and yet also really funny and clever and related to a movie pop culture moment. Um, I saw a guy who was dressed in um, jeans and a denim shirt splattered with blood and one arm was a chainsaw. So he was Ash from Evil Dead. But he also had a Pokemon trainer hat and Pikachu on his shoulder. So he was Ash Ash. It was so cute. You sent that in the group chat yeah. and I absolutely loved it. He really looked it, it was like great. Ash from the Evil Dead too. It was like great. at first yeah, glance, like he really pulls it off. Yeah. And then my favorite hands down was a, 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 a woman who was um, Latina and she was wearing sort of a uh, like a ranchera outfit, like she, you know, was mm-hmm. in a, was in a, a ranchera band, but it was all Wonder Woman colors, and it had the Wonder Woman logo on her chest. And she said she was Mujer Mariosa 
<laughs> which is Wonder, Wonder Woman in Spanish. And instead of a golden lasso, she had a golden, golden chancla. She had the, oh, the golden oh slipper God. to throw <laughs> at the so bad good. guys. That's creative. It was so good. And it's one of my favorite categories of cosplay is when like people appropriate it into their own culture in a fun yeah. way. And mm-hmm. she was like, there were so many people taking pictures of her and she was smiling and laughing and, and like superhero pose, but she was a little auntie. She was like, you know, five, four. <laughs> it was adorable. It was so cute. Anyway, so uh, lots Sally of great Field, costumes. Uh, Sally Field won for Norma Ray, you are correct. And places oh, cool. in the heart. So, oh, oh right, right, right. Oh, and 80 for Brady, it says here. No, okay. <laughs> Nobody saw that. Um, uh, so Comic-Con was not the giant circus it normally is. Um, it was particularly exhausting for me because I was working and, and lugging stuff back and forth at the convention hall and all this stuff. But uh, but it's still fun, and it's still fun to watch everybody's creativity. And and my favorite thing of going every year, even on the years where it was all big in Hollywood, is you go down what's called Artist Alley, mm-hmm. which is a, a series of about six or eight rows of just indie artists. And some of them are big comic book artists who do their own personal stuff on the side. But it's all just artists selling their wares. And I always make a point. I'm like, I'm going to set aside 100 bucks, and I'm going to go buy, you know, 15 or 20 things from all of these people because it's rad. It's like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great place to discover new art, discover new comics that you haven't read. There's my favorite booth is the prism comics booth, which is the LBTQIA comic imprint press. Um, and so all the creators, there are queer of some flavor. And so all the books are really awesome. I bought a bunch of queer books, got them all signed, you know? So uh, it was a good comic con overall. I haven't, been since 2019 and it was really nice it was a really nice sort of homecoming for me of that event cool um there's no there's i guess a little farther east we're going now we'll just say it like that (laughs) uh oklahoma where the the parks are being built so what's going on in oklahoma (laughs) so uh there is a proposed $2 $2 billion American Heartland theme park is what it's called in Oklahoma. Um, this uh, 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 erupted onto um, Twitter slash X last week with a lot of uh, people commenting on it. The park will feature a collection of six distinctly American lands to welcome guests on a journey through the best of the American story. Great Plains, Bayou Bay, Big Timber Falls, Stony Point Harbor, Liberty Village, and Electropolis, which is sort of their... Um, turn of the century uh, Tomorrowland, if you will. Um, it's a thousand acre development estimated to cost $2 billion. Uh, development will include an uh, a RV park and cabins to open in 2025 and then a later on a 300 room hotel and indoor water park. So it's definitely phased for all the lands that they're proposing. Everybody immediately jumped on this and went, where are they going to get $2 billion for something in Oklahoma? The thing to remember here is that price is for final build out of everything. That and, sounds reasonable. And, and, I was just about to say, that's how much avatar land costs. right right and 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 i mean i have a feeling the like all parks like this when they get designed you you phase them really really in, intently meaning not every section of it gets built out not every attraction gets built out i've said this before on this podcast about when you design a new theme park you don't design the church for easter sunday so and that was the flaw of places like epcot and it's why epcot has never seen a new we've seen new attractions we've just not seen new buildings for attractions mm-hmm. right because they overbuilt the place from the from day one well, so, well we have but they're just big and 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 blocky and there's sinkholes <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, oh, right they're big and blocky like yes exactly right um but the plots of land have never really changed you know no. they've never really expanded the, the the footprint of the park um anyway 
the thing that was really interesting to me is that people immediately jumped on it and said, oh, this is MAGA land, right? Like, this is meant to appeal to people who are like, fuck woke Disney. Let's go here instead. And I understand that we're not in a good place right now as a country, and there's a lot of sort of anti-American sentiment. I'm not particularly proud to be an American right now either. But you got to look at this objectively and say, first of all, the people involved in designing it and operating it are all high quality talent. Like there's a bunch of ex WDI and ex Disney Walt Disney world operations people who are behind it and listed on the website. And all the fans were like, I don't recognize any of these names. And it's like, well, fuck you because that's the, because there's <laughs> thousands of people yeah. like there's it's, they're not all Joe Rody for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And then all the people other know are the is, retired ones. Cause they have the time to talk. And, right. Cause they have the time they, to talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and did you all um, forget Disney so, America? <laughs> Like, uh, and, right. And that. well, in Disney, Disney's America. And that suffered from a lot of bigger problems, which it could never be built as designed yeah. right now because there were cultural issues that they were like, trying to tackle that they shouldn't have. Building this on a looks like it's more right? about re yeah. like physical regions of the of the of the story yeah. of mm -hmm. America, which is a way you can stay inclusive, you know, and, and I, are they going to tackle, you know, slavery? Probably not. No. Um, uh, but again, I. I think there's a sincerity to this design that I see and will give it a lot of leeway until it opens and I, I will I will not judge it until it does. Mm -hmm. The other reason for that, and this is purely personal, I, I know the design firm that's designing this. They're people I used to work with. My old boss, Phil Hedema, who was the chief creative at um, Universal when I was there for Men in Black, he was one of my mentors and a, a very good friend and his firm. And he's queer, by the way. And a bunch of the team that worked on this is queer and people of color. And it is a very diverse team that did the design. They're not on the website for the uh, for the park. So you <laughs> don't see that. But but they, they there are some very thoughtful very professional, very diverse people working on this. So calm your tits and don't assume that this is going to be for MAGA. I mean, that's just not fair, I, right. I think. It, it, it's just not a fair assumption. Yeah, I understand the impulse for it right now. I absolutely hear you. And I kind of agree. Like, oh, right. There's going to be a section of this country that will stop going to Disney. We know that's not going to last because they're going to no. break and they're going to say, fuck it, let's just go to Disney anyway. Like, it's not this, they're never going to have the conviction to, to, to only go to a park like this. And God bless them if they do, because then it just makes my weights a lot less. And a lot less, right, right. Sect of people. Will yeah. this happen? That's the other part of this. Everybody's like, oh, this... And to be honest, this is an announcement that is probably partially funded, but not 100%. And, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, this is probably still being funded and hasn't broken ground yet. That would be my assumption. I may be wrong, but... Um, and then... If you, I mean, new parks in America, we've talked about this before, just real estate is hard in, in this country to, to build these things. And the, th the theme parks happen when you have a, 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 a demographic of people with money to spend and nowhere to spend it on. And it's not like this part of the country has a ton of money to spend right now. Mm -hmm. So there's part of it from a feasibility standpoint that I don't understand. I'm not going to say I understand it. I'm not going to say predict that I know what they're thinking because there is a feasibility study behind this. I guarantee you. Well, that, someone commented like, finally, something's happening in my state. Right. So, and so there, sure. yeah. And there's that. And there's also like um, everybody thinks no one's going to go here for a vacation. It's like, hang on a minute. This is a regional park. They're selling it as a destination park, exactly. but it's not opening with a hotel, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's opening with an RV park, which, so, you know, 
calm your expectations. That is what we call a regional park. And regional parks literally only need people within a two to four hour drive to survive. They don't need an airport nearby. Most of them don't, right? Like we know Six Flags Magic Mountain here in LA, but most of the Six Flags parks are out in the burbs in a lot of in a lot of areas. They're not close to like if you're if you go to Chicago and stay in downtown Chicago, <laughs> going to Six Flags is a bit of a haul, right? Yeah. And most regional parks are in places where the real estate is low, but the local audience that maybe doesn't have the scratch to go to Walt Disney World within a two to let's say six or eight hour drive. That's reasonable for a family vacation, especially in an RV. So, and all places, a... all sorry, all regional parks are not going to be priced at Disney. No, like no, pricing. No. So, Most there's a lot of that. Yeah. And you know, I look. I I love models. I love that they built a model that made me very happy. That it's not a digital model. It's a physical model. So the, all the mm -hmm. video and pictures of it make me giddy because I that that is a lost there's art a form UFO. we don't do nearly enough. Yeah. Do you see the UFO? That is the the glaring lime green UFO <laughs> yeah, in that right. model. And I just need – that's what I need to know more about. And, Fuck and everything and else. I, and if I'm not mistaken in that the UFO is like off the beaten path near – There like doesn't the, appear to – it looks like a statue, but it, it look, dominates. And it looks like landscape. it's near the farm, which makes me yeah. laugh because I hope it's sucking up cows it's or like something. It's like near you know? a, an airplane hangar for sure. Oh, right. So, okay. So – you know, I would just encourage fans out there, like, I get the impulse to, to judge this at face value, but we don't know the business plan. We don't know where it's at. And I do know that the design team behind it is sincere and diverse. That's all I can yeah. tell you. And I'm going to I'm going to restrict my holy shit. This is for MAGA judgment until after it opens and see their marketing campaign, which may well do that. We don't know, but we'll I, I doubt it. I think it's I think that's far. That is a death knell for a very large amount of people that wouldn't go if it was directly mm. marketed to them. Is it dog whistle? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I did a little research that I posted on Twitter, uh, yeah. uh, just trying to figure out where the, what the ethos might be because we knew who the, the founder and chief creative officer is. Um, his name is Gene Bicknell. Uh, and I was trying to figure out who, who Gene Bicknell was like, what can we know? Well, um, Bicknell became a millionaire, I think, kind of in the 80s and 90s uh, with having the world's largest Pizza Hut franchise. Yeah. Um, and then he bowed out of that at the right time. And I think he made millions and millions off of it. Uh, and since then, he's just been kind of this dude. He's like a Baptist and he has the Mansion Theater in Branson, which has a bunch of stuff come in, a bunch of shows. They they yeah. do a lot of, not not surprising, a lot of like uh, Southern gospel, but at the same time, they've had like acts that have actually made other uh, like, uh, you know, uh, Christian groups angry that they're there. So yeah, yeah, there's a church on Sunday at the mansion, but there's also like other performers and country and whatever. He's also written like several books, including one about business called never fry bacon in the nude and other life <laughs> lessons. Yeah. Uh, he's sung songs that you can listen to online um he was the the mayor the youngest mayor of pittsburgh um and uh tried to be governor a, a couple times of kansas um he was also an actor and this is the weirdest fact about him uh he's one of the baseball furies in the warriors it's the weirdest thing in the world. oh that is so weird to me but i love it yeah 
I so love if, it. You've, if you've seen the Warriors, you know the Baseball Furies, and he's Warriors one of those guys. Come out to play, yay! Just running around. Watch that movie, people. Uh, uh, if, if you, you saw, haven't seen the Warriors, one of the yeah. best seventies. You saw thrillers. John Wick four. Go back and watch the Warriors because John Wick yeah. does a, a does a very very huge homage to the Warriors. So yeah. if you like John Wick, you'll like that. Um, anyway, I I really wanted to know was his donations to to political people and not a surprise he's given lots of money to the GOP. He's a he's a Baptist. Like he's a he's a conservative with a capital K. K? That it, that was a I mean, I, mean a, I meant C. I'm just case. tired. It's late. I why Freudian slip? I don't know. Anyway, he is a conservative with a capital C. Uh he's given a lot to Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney and He's given like the, his biggest donation was like twenty five thousand to the Republican National Committee, but he's given like two grand to Trump, and that was when Trump was actually running for president, it wasn't in like the nominee stage. So that's kind of just like a Republican giving money to the Republican presidential nominee, like tax write off. Yeah, he's had plenty of opportunities to get into MAGA if he wants to get into MAGA. It doesn't seem that he wants to get into MAGA. So, um, yeah. There may be a marketing scheme for that, but I'm not getting the vibe that this dude is that way necessarily. He seems to just be kind of a a conservative business dude, which uh, guess what? So was Walt Disney. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. And Walt was tra- and Walt was trying to capture parts of Americana in different mm-hmm. ways too. So thematically, they're they're not too different. Like I like what you said in your tweet, where it's like, is it Magalan? No. Patriotic, yes. Yeah. Conservative, probably. Yeah. But, but, but again, I think it reflects more where we are that we react negatively to it right now. Because if this had come out in two thousand eight, when when Barack Obama was president, we'd be going like, "Oh, cool, they're going to embrace the American story, and it's got some cool themes." Like we wouldn't have immediately gone to that because right. our defenses are on high right now. So I get it. I totally get it. Sure. I just don't. I think it would be financially unwise for them to single out that like we know they're there yes it's we're concerned about it we're on guard at the end of the day they're not the people that spend a ton of money on vacations so Mm -hmm. it's it (laughs) i just don't think it would be wise for them to pick that battle and i don't think he's a smart enough businessman i don't think he will no um let's go from uh main street usa down to new orleans square as we get into our film and uh, TV section here, and we just have one little thing, and that is The Haunted Mansion has been released in theaters. Uh, as of taping this, this is, a, as I've said many times, this is Thursday when we tape this. I did get to go see it today. Sarah, I believe you went and saw it. Yes, right before okay. this. Uh, Victoria also did, and she sent her thoughts. So I'm going to read Victoria's thoughts, and then uh, Sara and I can get into a little bit of our thinking about the film. So Sara says that she gives it three out of five stars. It wasn't the story I expected, but it was still spooky fun. The cast did a great job, but I do wish the story utilizes a bit more of the Haunted Mansion lore to tell the tale. Overall, I appreciated their ability to show uh, the vulnerability of grief in a black man and his ability to show and express that in front of a black male child. That sets the sets were great, and I appreciated the love letter to New Orleans that was shown within the film. So that is Victoria's thoughts on the film. Sarah, what did you think of the Haunted Mansion? Um, I honestly liked it. Like, I didn't think it was amazing, but I didn't think it was horrible either. I would say I would give it like a maybe three point five, three point five out of five. Um, 
I I honestly didn't get the New Orleans like a like it didn't scream New Orleans to me. This could have mm. taken any place. It could have been taken in any place in the South. So I wish that there was more of that New Orleans influence. Like we got a couple scenes here and there that when showed like in New Orleans. Yeah. 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 When they're in New Orleans that showed like, oh, this is like what funerals are like in New right. Orleans. But that but that was it. Like there wasn't really uh, it wasn't like a love letter to New Orleans for me. Um, but I could see how there were a couple scenes that would have someone think that. Um, mm. I think the overall theme of grief was something that really got me. Like there were a couple of mm-hmm. times when um Lakeith Stanfield is just it's a good actor. Just, He's so great. He's so, so great. I love him. So amazing to look at. So yeah. amazing to watch. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. Just, he's lovely to look at. Just amazing. And I feel like the way that he portrayed this character, like kind of this person who was uh funny enough, haunted by mm-hmm. this grief and kind of um was just trying to navigate it. And I think the way that a lot of black men suppress that because they deal with grief every single day it's all like their entire life is filled with grief so to have to have an event like that happen to you that piles on to all the different things that are happening within your life and having to continue on and having to live and having to suppress that the fact that it was through other having the conversations with other people who are also experiencing grief in their own way that allowed him to open up and to finally let go or to accept it um i think was beautiful i think the whole idea of showing that vulnerability in black men is important to see in these mm-hmm. types of movies because mm-hmm. they we know ne- we don't really see that we don't see black men being portrayed in that way very often um yeah. being vulnerable and all that but um mm-hmm. i think that there was i think that there was a lot of parts in the movie where it went from being very emotional and then immediately like it was very jarring yeah, like, yeah. I felt that it was very quick transitions. Like there was a part where he, where Lakeith's character was talking about his wife, and then immediately you get to Danny DeVito like making a joke, mm. and you were just yeah. like, oh, like I don't, ugh, like and, 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 this and, for a second. And Lakeith Stanf- shifts. Yeah, yeah, and Stanfield's character Ben is is like, oh, I'm glad you said that joke. Yeah, which is something he says, and it's but like, still... okay, yeah. No, I'm not saying yeah. it's good. I'm saying it's like they they try to like make that work it like, just yeah. felt too quick it, there was a it was very jarring like, let it sit for a bit yeah, yeah I, get, I get that the tone shift thing was difficult there's one comment i haven't seen it yet but um mm-hmm. i will obviously haunted mansion is sure. tattooed yes. on yes, my yes, body yes. And, and, <laughs> and a part of my creative origin story um the 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 the, the review i read it might have been screen crush screen rant ign one of those said something like it's the perfect first horror movie I saw yeah. that. Someone like, said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah." It's a perfect onboarding horror film for a young tween. gateway into gateway. horror. Gateway, that's it, right? They said it's yep. a gateway horror movie. Definitely, because there true? are a lot of. I would say so because I'm not a horror person, and that's the. I had a couple scenes where I was like, ah, "Like, <laughs> stop!" You know, like so. I would say it is definitely a good gateway. There wasn't like a lot of jump scares, so if you want to take your no, kid to see it, yeah. I don't that even would know why good. it was rated PG-13. To be honest, like I guess it's I just hear, a, I didn't even hear a curse word. It, to be it's honest like with you, Ghostbusters scary, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. funny, weird ghosts. I mean, okay. like it was yeah, still there's some eerie. eerie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. Tension, yeah. tension, yeah. and eeriness. And I would say things that go bump in the night, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of with, the characters look slightly grotesque, I suppose. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. but some of them also looked silly to me the bride yeah. looked silly yeah, and i was just no, kind of like what good. like and i thought it was sarah was it not sarah silverman no 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 like no like in her original form before no. she was like she looked like in the pictures she looked like sarah Silverman, and her voice no. sounded like her for a quick second <laughs> and i was like wait but no. I, I thought it was maybe crazy but then i didn't i didn't know dan levy was in it until the new trailer oh he's barely not. <laughs> barely <laughs> i was okay. expecting him to be in it he was i was like why is your Sorry, ass in the opening let us, credits let us be very careful here i want to be very clear there are basically a scene of cameos there's there is a yeah. tour guide cameo uh, yes okay. yes and he's yes. one of those cameos i am not going to ruin the other cameo it's probably one of the okay. best it was great the i yes okay. that, um, okay. that one was great but, but um, dan levy th- there's one okay i'm this is not ruining anything if you've really look Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. It's in the sense that, like, I'm going to talk a little bit about things, but not like things. Um, there's a good joke with Dan Levy because he ends up playing the piano at one point, and he plays. Uh, it's very quick, and if you're not listening, you won't catch it. He's playing Small World. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! On the piano, he's just playing. It's a Small World, and it's yeah. Just funny. But it's like in the background of a shot, and if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't even know. Um, but, but you know what's yeah. great about this? And this is the final thing I'll say on this movie. Sure, Jared Leto kind of ate. Like kind of ate. He really Wh- did. Really? Well, we'll talk he about really it. Really did. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, kinda. it's coming from the heart because we were talking shit. Yeah, okay. like in the beginning, like yeah. we were talking a lot of shit, and you, I wouldn't even know that was Jared Leto. That's the problem. No one would tell me. That's like, the thing. But that's um, the good part. <laughs> it's not good when Jared Leto is probably in my opinion the second best acting in the movie maybe um mm. but also uh sounds nothing like jared leto looks nothing like jared leto and you could have uh paid a, a very talented voice actor uh and motion capture person uh probably 10 percent of what it costs to get jared leto um, I don't know what deal Jared Leto has with Disney because he's also in yeah. the Tron movie coming up. I There yeah. must have been some package deal. There is no reason for you to not see this movie because of Jared Leto. He's basically not in it. He's, he's, he's in, in his it, normal but he, form, he's not either because it's a no drawing. God. It's a okay. drawing of someone who's not drawing. Jared Leto. Like, yeah. It's, wow. Yeah. When you okay. find out who the person is, and I'm not going to ruin what the person's name is. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's Jared Leto, like light, like he did a day in the booth. Like there's were you, nothing. Were you getting like when they were talking about who the hot box ghost is? Were you getting like <laughs> it's like it's the hot box ghost, the hot, hot box ghost. ghost. That's a did whole different kind of ghost. Did I not you said speaking of smell events, I said hot box. I did take a gummy. I did take a gummy before I went and saw the movie. <laughs> but... No. I took one yesterday and I might still be on it. So whatever. Look, yeah. But anyway. Both so, in legal states. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I would like I would say that like did you get like a a slave the hot box ghost? Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be funny. the title. Yeah, it's uh, the title now. Did you Thank you. A, I was getting worried. Uh, yeah. Did you get a um a slave like over like what is it? Like a what do you call it? Slave owner? Slave like, master? Yeah, like did you get like, not slave owner like w- like when they like an over, Overseer? not overturning. A slave no, driver? No, 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 no. Like when, when, like they, when they attack their the slave owner. What is it called? A, a uprising. uprising. An uprising. Yes. Okay. That's the word. Like, did you get like that type of vibe from? I mean, not on Django scene? style or anything, but I no, guess no, no. I could but see like a when bit. they were saying that he was like he was a tycoon, 
and yeah, he like, like it was during evil. that that time period like was i reading too much into it because they said the servants know. like rose here's up. the thing you might have been i can't tell because the movie <laughs> decided to just kind of throw up all that information via like really via after effects uh shadowy templates. yeah um like <laughs> it was a very strange like and now we need to give you information but we didn't shoot anything so here blah 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 blah, blah. like oh god is okay. it is it is it like the puppet show in in the last Harry Potter? If it was good, good. It's like oh, the Candyman. Do you have? Did you ever see the Candyman movie? It's kind of like movie? that. Yeah, I love yeah. Candyman. I was, and I loved movie. the remake. Guys, yeah, the, the remake. It, so how they said did it that twice? Yeah. You guys gotta be careful. You can't oh. say it. Come on! Stop! 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 stop. I feel stop like you're doing supposed to be looking in a mirror. I'm not. There's no mirror in this room. But we're looking at ourselves on Zoom. And then all of a sudden, my all of a sudden, my video goes dark. Oh, Candyman got Dave. You know why? Because the Candyman can. Um, so, I guess it's my turn. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's two out of five for me, folks. It's two out of five. Um, wow. Okay. I think this movie does a better job of honoring the theme park legacy. I think the the gags yeah. are good. They find a way to incorporate the East Coast and West Coast versions of the Haunted Mansion, which... I thought it's pretty rad. Um, they do some references that are fun. Um, Victoria's right. I would say they use the lore as much as they say, like there are lots of myths and here's a couple. Um, mm. There is, I don't think it's a shock to, to say that the character of, of master Gracie is in the movie. Um, but I would say if you remember the Eddie Murphy one where it's sort of real gothic and like Master Gracie and like, you know, and it goes, there's really none of that in, in this movie. You don't have that kind of gravitas uh, when it comes to that ghost or that character, I don't feel like. Um, but it does a good job it, it, in that sense. I, I loved how it talked about the movie. There's a um, there. I don't want to ruin the joke, so I'm not going to I'm going to try to weave around it. So sorry. And what I'm talking about. There's a. Uh, a joke about what the ghosts don't like that Lakeith Stanfield might do with his apparatus that he has. And mm-hmm. it's very funny if you know the ride. It, like it's a good oh, joke. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And and there's some stuff like that that we go, oh, okay. The first act I thought, okay, I'm seeing where this is going. It begins kind of weird. Um, but then Lakeith Stanfield comes in and is Lakeith Stanfield and you're like, okay, all right. Okay. I'm, I'm digging what this movie's trying to do. It's talking about grief. Okay. And then the, the moment everyone kind of ends up in the house together, um, and they're doing their investigation, Scooby-Doo style. Um, it just kind of gets messy. Um, the mm. second act yeah. sags quite a bit. This movie, to give you an idea, the and again, I shouldn't compare it to the original Haunted Mansion, which is also a terrible movie. It's worth, worse than this, I would say. Um, but the original was 88 minutes, and this one's uh, clocking in at over two hours. And you're like, this is not a two-hour movie. Like, you don't need to do this. And um, it still felt rushed, even though it was two hours. Correct. Uh, it feels cut weird. You You yeah. can feel... You can feel Disney giving Justin Simeon his chance and then not trusting him. You can feel. Did you, did you notice the camera work too? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. very strange. Like this, there was, yeah, the way that the camera was moving at some points, it just felt like, what am, what exactly am I watching? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would go from handheld to smooth yeah. and back and yeah. forth, and and there's some desires. I can see what he's trying to do, some some stuff there, but the the cinematography overall is really flat. There's 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 mm-hmm. not a lot of dynamics going on. The script feels like second draft, um, real achy second act. And the kid the, sounds like a video game character. I love the kid. I thought he was a really good actor. He gives uh, some I of the best. Know. He gave. It's in the trailer, and he, when he says. Uh, she's like, I got this candle and it'll help. And he's like, will it? And it's a really funny line read. Those parts were um, good, but when he was emotional, yeah, where were no, the tears? No, he's a kid. Where were the he's, tears? Yeah, like, he's a kid. I get he's it. He's a kid, but... Um, the plot tries to do twists that you can see coming from a thousand miles away. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying it's bad, but it just kind of... You're like, okay, why are we... Why is this the order of operations? Why? Why? it Like, Why? Um, the biggest problem this movie has, which is really strange, is you can it feels like a Disney Plus movie. It feels a hundred percent like this should have been day one launch of Disney Plus title. Like it is it, it just the cinematography is flat, the script feels like it didn't get enough time. Um, the special effects are pretty good, but yeah, um, I wouldn't say that's a big deal. Um, but the product placement is outrageous. I've seen that a lot. It's brazen. Um, in a way Jarring. that you're like, how did this movie? Like, did they, they really make up like some of the budget with? Like, there's a moment, and I don't mind ruining this thing at all because it sucks. Uh, where, um, uh, oh gosh, who plays the Burger King moment? No, well, no, but that's there for sure. Um, yeah, I'm talking about. Oh, what's her name? Who plays the medium? Um, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, who I think uh, kind of Tiffany Haddish is all over this movie. I don't love her performance. Um, she's much better in After Party. When she gets to be a slightly straighter character, it works. When you let her go off the handle, she I, I think it's a little too much. But um, she goes, if any of the ghosts uh, want to write uh, on here, because a couple times they'll the pen will yeah. g- g- go up and they'll write something she literally says out loud in the middle of a dramatic scene i'm going to set this notepad and pencil i bought at cvs yeah right here if you want it and you're like what and there's it just kind of like there are multiple moments where you go how much did they get paid to have this in there like i was looking up why it was rated PG-13 and I found like a parent take on it and but one of the things that she mentioned was I noted mentions of Burger King, Costco, Amazon, Baskin Robbins and Yankee Candle. Yeah. 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 It's it's fairly egregious. Like it doesn't work for the plot. None of the references make sense. The movie is is I'm I feel like I'm harping hard. Um, but the movie has a lot of these kind of phrases, which is like, we've got to go do this thing because that guy's there. And you're like, we know, we're watching the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, all of that is occurring. But they're running down a the hallway. This movie's got a lot of punch up. A lot of jokes on the edges of 
edit cuts done in voiceover by characters who have their backs turned. Like there's lots of this. It it just feels like Justin Simeon's trying to tell the story about grief and it's, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of spooky, but not really enough of any of it. And, and then at the same time, executives are like, well, we're going to put this in for Amazon and we're going to do that. And can you tie this in and yeah. can you wrap? And we have a deal with Jared Leto. Like it, it just feels a little by committee by the end I had fun watching it. I'm not saying that like it's a it's a terrible time. I was not exhausted by it. It's and not I an Oscar movie. Let's no, just no, 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 that. But it's an enjoyable watch if you I, just I have a good to give time. It, and I really was waffling between two and three most of the time. But by the by the end, I was like, I can't. Like, it's not. It's. I'm not going to go back and watch this ever again. Like it. This is along with Jungle Cruise uh, movies that are going to fade into the fog and they're never going to affect the attractions that they were made about uh, as people fear. Um, and maybe that's okay for some people, you know, maybe that's what some people want is, is okay. This movie made a little bit of money, but it's not going to like, we're not going to get a Johnny Depp, uh, in our ride. We're good. Um, but like, they just needed more time. I feel like if, if it had more yeah. time, more editing, just figuring Almost it, if it really was getting out. like released in October of this year instead of July, yeah. you yeah. know, you know, Halloween, that that season of spookiness. Um, this movie is eyeing 30 million for its weekend debut. That's a that's bad, y'all. Like it, it's it's probably going to make if it makes 30, it's got like a 200 million dollar budget after marketing like it's not going to have legs. People are not going to word of mouth is not good. Um, and uh, it's not going to make its money back. So don't expect a sequel for this one. I mean, don't expect a sequel for Jungle Cruise, even though they're talking about it. I think it might have made it made more, but it certainly didn't make its money back either. So I don't know. I don't think theme park attractions are as hot as they want it to be, because guess what? Pirates of the Caribbean was like 10 percent theme park attraction and 90 percent captain blood like it's it's it was very much its own movie in a homage to other stuff you almost forget that it's based yeah. on a ride totally yeah. 100% and there's no way you can with this and i and i wouldn't want to this is it there are lovely touches here i don't want to bum anyone out like this go see it it's fun like but just keep your expectations low know it's better than the murphy one but like it's it's not it's not going to it's not a barn burner to say the least, I guess, which is a bummer. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm punching like Dave's Husky in front of him. Like, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm I'm beating his children by, by being me to haunted mansion. But no, no, I look, I'm, uh, I'm well aware that movies can be bad and I can still enjoy them and not hate people for them being bad. Yeah. Like Tron, look at my father's favorite movies, Tron for Christ's <laughs> sakes. That movie is not good, but I love it for a very specific reason, sure. which is where I was in time when it came out. Mm-hmm. This weird production technique that they used, which was not CG that, that has never been done since. Like yeah. it's, it's a unicorn of a weird movie for me that hit when I was 12. This, I will probably enjoy for its references. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. Um, but I'm not, I'm I'm open it open to it being not good. I'm not yeah. going to defend it. But, I think it's yeah. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson and Lakeith Stanfield just they're great together. They're a great duo. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. So yeah. you'll enjoy it. You'll definitely if you just go into it with not a lot of expectations, you'll have a good time. It's Can a I good weekday middle yes. of the day movie. The I will say this: there is one scene where Rosario Dawson kisses Danny DeVito on the top of his head like he's a like 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 he's a 
a dwarf in Snow White, and it's the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. Because you know, Danny DeVito is a fucking. I treasure. was expecting yeah. more of him. You yeah, know, he doesn't get a lot to do. He doesn't really. He's, he just. It's so sad because like he Perlman seems so. Rhea Perlman in the Barbie, Barbie movie is like this lovely little cherry on top of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. in it very little, but it's very great. Little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. He gets to have some fun moments, though. There's some. I you know Danny DeVito they better get fun. him in Hercules fast because I just I can tell from this movie he's, like he's just tired like yeah. he seemed so tired or seventy something I don't think he's seventy eight yeah. that can old. be a that can be a performance capture uh, performance they can make a little a little satyr that's digital and he can voice it it's fine who's the new Danny DeVito who could who could take that role no one could take it no one no. could take it I don't even want to hear it who is a new Danny DeVito I don't Do we have one no I don't think I don't we think have we have one, one. hmm. Like no. I think the closest thing, and it's not close, I would say, is Seth Rogen. No, that sucks. I hate that. It sucks, but that's, that's the closest good. I can think to like bringing that energy. Who is the name? I feel like Seth Rogen is too raunchy. He's just too. Danny DeVito. It's not close. No, I don't know it... who. Hmm. Oh, this is frustrating. I would have said, "Give me a, give me a Brian Dennehy if Danny DeVito's not available," but. <laughs> That's that's, that's right. an old reference. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. You I don't know, know who Brian Denny is. No, mm-hmm. just another character actor who's dead already. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know anything about anything, Nathan. No, I literally is my profession. You so know a okay. lot about a lot of things, Janine. We learned that yes, a lot. You I know do. about karst. You know, you about, know about sinkholes and birds. That's yes. important. Yes, it's far more. Don't know anything important. about what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> what we do derail. now. What we do right now is beware our guest. Janine, we got three stories uh, about. We got three, uh, and I'm and I love one of them. Yeah, so let's um, run through these babies. We're running yeah. a little hot tonight, but we're we're gonna we get through running. these. Yeah. Um, uh, the first one. Yes. Yeah, first one is a rare treat for us. If you're familiar with a BR guest, it's like a lot of Florida, a lot of New Jersey. Every once in a while, <laughs> California sneaks <laughs> in. Now and but, then, a Japanese one, if we're lucky. Oh yes, every yeah. once in a while, but finally. Paris is on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, s- apparently, Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland Paris shut down and was – this is similar to what happened in the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, but with bigger stakes. Um, the ride broke down. They were in the process of maybe starting to evacuate people, and someone decided to in- evacuate themselves from the ride by walking down the track while trains were actually still moving and yeah so there's a video of uh just like cast members running after people yelling and it's the people like stepping up off the track um bonkers 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 Bonkers. yeah and this is where we just need to let the herd thin itself yes yes absolutely 100 percent Screw these no, people. Oh, there's like kids in the line. They don't need to I see know, that shit. Like, no, 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 this will teach them. This will teach, it will teach them. them. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I would expect goo. this from an American. I wouldn't expect this from a, a Parisian, like a European. <laughs> you're, you're, giving, are, you're giving, like, you're giving, you're giving them a lot French, of French. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot more romanticism than I they deserve. I give them more than the Americans. How about that? Like. Yeah, that's okay. Like it's like a smidge more. Enough Brexit. to not get on the track. <laughs> that was Brits. That's the British. That's the British. That's the British. I, that's right across Still the, Europe. The yeah, that's a train. Well, right there's, away. Le, there's Le Pen. There's the, wait. Don't get me into this. This is you're making me talk about European fascism. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So th- anyway, yeah. that's that. Um, and then back to our uh, more familiar vibes uh, at uh, <laughs> Epcot. A guy got arrested. Apparently, I don't. It, it's not worth it, dude. It's not worth it. No. A 39 year old dude from San Bernardino, California, <gasps> was it would arrested. Be I don't know enough about California, but I trust your take on New that. New Jersey of the West. No, I'm just <laughs> um, This guy was in line for Ratatouille, and it's a similar situation to the previous one where Ratatouille got shut down, and this guy was pissed off about it and was demanding a lightning lane, and the cast member was like, I can't get you a lightning lane. You just got to get in line. And he ended up... Um, they called the manager manager over, and then the tablet wasn't working, and then the guy got even more pissed off, and he ended up slapping the tablet out of her hand, causing it to hit the right side of her rib cage and fall oh. on the ground to the extent that she had to go to the hospital with minor injuries, which is like, that's some force, dude. Yeah. Um, so this guy got arrested. He got charged with battery. And is represented by the Orlando Public Defender's Office. Look, I fully understand his problem here. I would be irate too. All you want to do is go on Remy's and jack off. That's the thing we do now. Uh, <laughs> it's important. It's something that's that's it's part of the Florida experience. Belt. And mm-hmm. you're told you can't jack off on Remy's. It's 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 not good. And, I'm never uh, getting on that ride. It's not no. worth it because I don't really know which not. one it was. Yeah, Which really mouse was it? it? Consider all of them. It's all of them. Yeah, just, Sarah, just I have a question. Have you ever stayed in a hotel? I have, but I'm very picky. <laughs> don't and bring I- a black, <laughs> don't, whatever you do, don't bring a black light. Yeah, don't do that. Don't I'm very that. picky. And it's like I, right now, like I'm literally about to order disposable blankets. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, disposable, like, uh, yeah. uh, speaking of a place that I am 100% sure someone's had sex in at some point. Um, uh, Janine, finish us off here. Where are oh, we yeah. Next? This is this story delights me and <laughs> also concerns me. Sure? But it delights me. Um, apparently, there is a frequent flyer to the Carousel of Progress who is not expected and is a little bit of a chaos agent, which we love. We do love. Harmless. Uh, there is apparently a local Disney World squirrel that likes to chill. And by chill, I mean frantically scamper about the stage and theater of the Carousel of Progress. Yes, it's very well um, <laughs> There's many videos. Um, they talked to staff who said that, like, oh, yeah, it keeps happening. I think just recently in the past month, it's happened a few times. Um, delightful videos of, like, Halloween scene and a squirrel scampering across the well, he's just climbing those like those but side brims oh yeah like, um yeah. yeah running through the running through the theater where people are seated it's a blast i love that little guy i hope he doesn't get squashed in the wall um oh that's my worry yes he doesn't know it can happen but he stays on the like, stage that's the thing yeah he's okay he's just chilling on the stage he comes down. He, I saw a video where he came down and like ran around the, the chairs for a bit. Oh, that's true. He's living yeah. his best life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hot out there, man. He's it's figured it out. Good for him. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. It's, it makes sense. I get it. I get it. On that wonderful note, we will go to our dear, dear friend, the Asuter 
uh, Haikuder computer. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why I'm a router for me computer. Everybody needs a friend. What? Uh, my Astuder computer Haikuder. Uh, I'm going to keep saying Haikuder because I know how much you hate it, Sara, and it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Astuder, could you please write me a haiku about something in this week's news? Squirrel roams in awe, carousels timeless progress, past and future meet. Yes. So, thank you, Astuder. Oh, it's so calming now. I like this haikuder. It's great. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm never squirrels, man. Squirrels, man. Um. Anyway, uh, that is it. That is this episode of Rat Castle. Uh. Of course, it's produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. And you are free to subscribe anywhere you so choose. Please tell your friends. Um, we are – I don't have a, a blue sky yet. I'll get one at some point uh, for all five people that are on there with me. Um, but we're going to get there. It'll happen. Um, but you can find us on X slash Twitter still. It's probably going to be just Twitter again by the time you hear this. Um, <laughs> and uh, – Please subscribe, tell your friends, all that business. You can leave questions. You can buy merch. Um, there's all sorts of stuff you can do at bit.ly forward slash ratcastle. Now, grab your belongings and exit to the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? Ah!